We're live. Cold open because our hearts are cold and bitter and broken from the Chicago Bears. Once again, taking a big old... I'm trying to keep it PG. They're def they defecated all over us. <laughs> Took a big old dump. Matt Eberflus is going to try to sell his team and the fans in the city that he knows what's best. He's going to get us over this hump. And who has faith in Eberflus at this point? Anybody? Anybody? Like one person in the chat room? Anybody? Does anyone think Matt Eberflus is the guy? And if he's not the guy... Why don't you just take that Band-Aid off and say, ah, well, you know what? This is not going to cure my cancer. The it's cancer like, oh. of losing 13 straight games and 14 of the last 15 starts with the guy who's starting to look really, really like Mark Tressman more and more, and I see him on the sidelines. His hair, when he's wearing a hat, he's really looking like Tressman, and his entire game and coach, his tenure is starting to feel like a shit show like Tressman. It's starting to feel like old yeller, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, just shoot me. I'm the old dog that should be put down. Oh shit. You know, Dan, I've we pretty much did this together all of last season. And at this point we had you know, we at least had a win. At least we had and, each other. Yeah, we, we also had each other. But you know, uh as the season wore on, it's like I tried to remain positive as positive as I could. And, and I know sometimes I have to kind of talk you out, you know, from the ledge too. And, mm -hmm. and you've also done that with me a couple of times, but for the most part, I really, really try to remain positive. Uh, just what? for everybody. Okay. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> I want to remain positive for the fans of the bears. I want to remain positive for the people that watch this show so that uh, they don't think I'm always being negative and, and shitting, but you know, it's, 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 we're into fucking week four and I feel like I'm 30 years old and I have not gone through puberty yet. <laughs> wow. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's the best way I can describe it. I wrote it down because I'm like, I have a good analogy here. Feels like I'm 30 years old and I haven't gone through puberty yet. Meanwhile, I'm watching everyone else around me, you know, jerk off, have kids, get laid. And I, I, I don't even know how to come yet. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's what it feels like for, to be a fucking Bears fan right now. It's like years and years and years and years of this. And we keep, oh, here's the new hope. Am I going to hit puberty now? Am I going to finally develop and, and turn into a butterfly? Am I going to take the next step and have a fucking modern offense for once in my fucking lifetime? Am I ever going to get to see that? No, I'm 20 years old. I still haven't had an orgasm yet. But the next year, you're hoping... Well, it's got to be this year, right? I'm going to I'm going to hit puberty this year, right? Fucking that 10 years later I'm going on 30 and I still haven't hit puberty yet. That's what this Bears team feels like. When is it going to happen? If it's not going to happen now, when is it going to happen? And there's no there's no there's nothing we can do. There's nothing they can do. What are they going to do? Just uh put it in the hands of some other incompetent fool they just fire Fluce mid-season? So, uh, 
this is the conundrum of being a Bears fan. And 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 listen, we're the charter franchise, man. We should be the ones that are setting the example, yet we're the ones lost. We have two ownerships in the entire history of this franchise. And the second ownership now, I mean, she was already married to a, a, a Yale graduate and having kids going off to Ivy League schools before her brother even passed away, who was supposed to be the guy running this team right now. And they've been lost ever since. And then her kids come along and her grandkids. It, it, it doesn't, nothing's going to work here. Nothing is going to work until football-minded people are operating this team. And the hope is Kevin Warren. But, of course, they fucked that up too, Dan. They did the whole thing entirely backwards. They went and looked for a head coach and then hired a general manager and then had the general manager hired the head coach that they interviewed. And then, then they turned around and even though they knew they were getting rid of, they were getting rid of uh, Sweaty Teddy, they bring in the fucking new owner uh, president, I should say, after all of that's been resolved. So the guy from the top doesn't even get to make his decisions going down. He's already been put in place for us to go through limbo again for the next fucking regime while they fire Fluce and we decide if we're going to keep Poles. And okay, well, I do like what Poles is doing. Oh, now he sucks. So now I'm going to bring in my fucking guy. And in six fucking years, maybe we can have the president that we hired this fucking season actually making decisions. That's my rant. All he cares about right now is the stadium, I think. It seems like that's his entire gig. Meanwhile, Ryan Poles is, you know, even if he was hired before, I'm I'm sorry, after Flus, he, who was hired first? Was it Flus? Uh, No, he was interviewed uh, first, and then they hired Poles, and then he immediately, then they they brought in Poles, he immediately hired Flus. Okay, all right. (laughs) Well, they're boys is what I'm trying to get at. So he's going to do everything he can to save him and not fire him. So he's not going to get fired, even if the team that that gave up 70 points last weekend is still favored on our field after giving up 70. They're still favored by three and a half. Even if we lose to that team, he's not going to get fired in the middle of the season. The Bears don't operate like that. We've seen that before. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's starting to look really bleak for him, too. I know it's early. I'm not trying to say to fire polls, but everyone has pointed out the Claypool trade not looking good. Uh, Jalen Carter is looking good in Philly, right? Well, well, our right tackle, not so much, even though it's only week three, but he's struggling. And none of the, the free agent moves have looked good. None of them. Uh, Foreman may actually be the, one of the best signings, but we have him deactivated two straight weeks. Right. Edmonds is doing nothing. He's getting blocked by a wide receiver week in and week out. The same from Edwards, the kid from Philly. Mm-hmm. They're getting manhandled. Walker on the line has done nothing. Mm-hmm. We know what Nate Davis has fucking done. Nothing. So none of his free agent moves are looking good. The trade didn't look good. The draft picks are <laughs> suspect. I mean, and Brisker's hurt every fucking time you see him on TV. It's just like, ah, Brisker's down. Kyle Green's already out. Before you get any any more depressing, we are still in in the cold open. So why don't we just go and kick Oh, we are. That's right. I forgot. (laughs) Bears country. Where is it? Yeah, we'll see you
BCP. Naughty by nature. Yeah. On May 22nd, I bought tickets for the Bears-Denver game. And as of yesterday, they, those tickets still had not arrived on my phone. So I was like, oh, my God. I'm going to have to fight for these next weekend. Beg StubHub. Buy more tickets. Get a refund. All the, I got my tickets today. Oh, good for you. Bought them May 22nd. They arrived on September 25th, but I've got them. I remember you telling me about that. You're like, I still have not gotten my tickets yet. I'm like, what? Aldo asked me, are you excited about going? Or you wish you weren't going now? Because there was so much hope on May 22nd when I bought them. On September 25th, it's um, it's bleak. Very bleak. But I'm excited about going, though, still. I mean, I I never take that for granted, seeing the Bears live. Even though I feel like I'm a spouse who's been beaten at this point. Not because I want to be the victim, but you know how, like, how how many times have you known good-looking ladies in their life and you're like, man, why does she put up with that guy and his nonsense? Like, that guy's not even attractive and he dips and he's a redneck or whatever, you know? And it's just like the women always stay with the guy that's mean to him. That's the way we are with the Bears. Yeah, we keep getting... We're like abused spouses here. Yep, we keep getting beaten and like, okay, I'll ch- I'm, I'll change, I, I promise. Okay, <laughs> okay, I believe you. Jake Gyllenhaal and... Uh, that what was that uh, mountain? What's that movie called again? Mountain. mountain when he's like, I, I can't quit you. I can't stop sodomizing you. Whatever he said. <laughs> Where that's what the bears are to us. They they can't. We can't quit them, and they just keep sticking it in our asses. <laughs> I mean, that's where my you know it's. I, I... <laughs> And, and uh, there's so much to say, like, to, from what you just said. The first part is that, yes, it's no matter what. Like, this is I'm going to the Vikings game with Chris Watts in, what, three weeks now. And I actually some uh, some new news, Dan. Oh. Uh, Cliff Victoria, the uh, who the friends I met through him uh, to go to the Tampa game here. Uh, Cliff is now coming up to Chicago to go to a game with this with those same friends. And they had another ticket. So they invited me. So now I'm, I'm staying for that game. So I'm going to be at the Raiders game with you guys. Oh, good, good. So I'll definitely see you the Raiders weekend. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, you'll see. We'll be at Aldo's too. So you'll see us at Aldo. Well, my wife's not coming now because of our dog and the eye and all that shit. She has to have oh, a okay. checkup. So I mean, it does kind of make it a little bit easier because I, I'm just driving myself, not pulling a camper. It's just two days of driving instead of four. But why don't you fly then if it's by yourself? Because I want my own vehicle. My mom has a fucking 2004 piece of shit I don't like to drive. So I want to drive my my, my vehicle <laughs> for two weeks. You know, That's I'm going to be there. Long drive. Yeah, but it's, you know, for two weeks, it's nice to have your own car. So, but um, yeah, so I'll be at that game. 
um, with with you guys. Also, we'll see you at Aldo's as well the night before. I talked to him a little bit about that. So, but yeah, we'll be at the game. It'll be fun. And, and th- my point is, it doesn't matter even if they're losing. When you go to a game and, and the games are just fun. And I don't, the Green Bay game was not fun. <laughs> yeah. I, I love being with Jay, but man, the game, he and I both were just looking at each other like, could this go, go any worse than what it's going? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but your point is still taken. It's yeah, a special it, thing to go to the game. It, it truly is. Yeah. Unless you're getting blown out like, you know, last, if, if that would have been the Chiefs blowing us out at home like that, that would have been really awful. To well, they they blew us out on Christmas Eve in 19 when Nagy was our coach. So we've been here before. Yeah, <laughs> this is true. Guys, what's up in chat? Go ahead. I just wanted to acknowledge chat. We got Zach Sullivan, Mo Beerman, Lynn Hayden. Uh, Mr. Mayhem, AC Adam, Cliff was in here, Destroyer 1320. Thanks for joining us, guys. Foster, thanks for joining us. I mean, it, it is fun to go to the games. We're going to have fun regardless, but it just sure would be nice to not be 0 5. You know? I'm going to my 10th game Sunday, my 10th Bears game of my lifetime. That's it, just my 10th game. And they're one and nine. I mean, can we just get another win for me at this point? I feel like, not to sound like a narcissist, but you know, after Super Bowl 32 when Elway beat the Packers, and that was great. And they picked them up, they picked up Elway, and they're like, this one's for John. I want this one's for Dan on Sunday. Like, please just give me another win. I mean, <laughs> I'm going a long ways to, to travel around with this team, and we always lose. What was the one that you saw? What was the one win that you saw? We beat Detroit when I was in Chicago in 2021. It's the only game I've ever been to that we've won ever. Wow. Well, I've I, I've been to many games, but I haven't. There was a long stretch that are there that I didn't. And last season, I went to like four games, and we only won the first one, <laughs> San Francisco. Right. So I'm I'm there with you. I got a lot of people here, uh, like Lynn in chat, Chris Watts. They both blame me for the losses. So, like, if we lose these next two games, I'm not allowed to go to another one, according to them. So, I want Chris to get a girl when he comes to America. I want him to be like Austin Powers, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want him to, to talk to some of the girls saying he wants to shag and do I make you horny, baby? I'd love to see Chris <laughs> say that to somebody. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to have some draws on with the, like the British flag on it, you know, like oh, Austin man. Powers. I'll have him the say Union that. Jack. Yeah, by the, by the by the end of his turn there, uh, his trip there, I'll have him saying that. Do I make you only? That'll be great. <laughs> but it's going to be a lot of fun with uh, having Chris come into town and uh, no, and Heidi and Heidi. Okay, so we got look. Let's go look. Yeah. Look what's happening here. We got Cliff coming up, Chris Watts, myself, you. Uh, we'll be with Aldo, too. We have uh, uh, Heidi. From Mexico. Uh-huh. Yeah, from Mexico. Yes, amazing. Um, and then there's uh, Nick Rohde from Just Another Year. Does it, uh, his, He has his own channel here. He's going to – he invited us to the um, – they're having a, a 
they were having an event for one of the games here at Murphy Bleachers, and he he didn't realize I don't live there. So I told him I'd be home, and he was like, "Oh, we have to get together." So I mean, there's this. It, it'll be a, it's going to be a nice reunion of all of us Bears friends and podcasters and stuff. It'll be a lot of fun. That's for sure. Win or lose. You know, probably the worst thing for the Bears organization is to have people like us, I don't mean us specifically, but just the fans sort of become indifferent. My guy Ron was going to go to the Arrowhead game in KC. And then I think by midweek, he's like, why am I paying for this? He's like, if I go, they're going to get, I know they're going to get blown out and I'm just not going. He's got season tickets. He told me, of course, this was after the Chiefs game last night. This is a guy, his family's had these tickets for years, and they're in the third row, down low. He says, the Denver game's probably the last one I'm going to all season. <laughs> he says, I can't watch this. It, it hurts me too much. So when they start to lose people like us, Ron's only traveling from Wisconsin, but he's still coming down a couple of hours. And, mm -hmm. and he was going to go to KC, not going now. So, I mean, I know it's just one person here, one person there, but when you kill our passion, man, that's all the Bears really have now because mm -hmm. they've been so bad for so long, but at least they were still selling tickets and jerseys and gear. It's not like they're hurting. Their bottom line is not hurting. Mm. But if you start to kill your fan base, then I don't know. Maybe there still is everyone's going to show up because we are a loyal bunch. I'm just saying, if they don't get some wins, even if it's the game I'm not at, you know, just they have to get us some wins, man. They have to. Because right now, don't, I mean, they're alienating all of us, man. I know. I mean, look at us sitting here. We're still here. We're we're here. That's 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 enough said, right? For us to to show our fandom for the Bears, but you know. It, the entire fan base is so dejected right now. We're, none of us want to do this. But the ones that are out here still doing it are proving to you that our love and loyalty for this team is unwaning as much as it hurts. As much as it hurts to sit here and do this, you know, three nights a week for myself now, plus a PSF app, plus another game, plus a game. You know, there's like six things I'm doing for the Bears during the week now, pretty much. and. I don't want to do it. Mm -hmm. They're killing my passion for it. But I do love doing this with you guys. And that's why I kind of titled this show, you know, Bears Fan Therapy, which is probably why there's, there's only six people watching right now because the title must not have worked because everyone's well, up, I, uh, watching other that. football as their therapy. It's <laughs> not the title. It's the game yesterday. Yeah. It's the game yesterday. We're not ready. We're not ready to jump in yet. I'm sure some of us uh, listened to radio today or something. I did not. I did follow along some of you know tweets and things, but this is my first. I commiserated a little bit with Sanjan, a little bit with uh, Jay, and a little bit with Ron yesterday. But beyond that, I just I haven't even want to talk about. I didn't even want to talk about it. You know, here goes something else. I hope this doesn't manifest. What if I'd have told you last year, and you thought I was in a bad mood after the Dolphins game because I was, I was getting dumped. But you know, <laughs> but what if I was in a bad mood then, and I was like, you know what, Dan, 
I'll see you one year from now, and the Bears still will not have won a game in between seeing you this time from next year. That could happen. That could happen, and that is crazy. The Bears haven't even won a game at Soldier Field since week three of last year against the Texans, and it took Roquan to make a miracle interception to win that. If you'd have told me last year after I gave you a a smooch on each cheek at uh, Kitty O'Shea's as we were leaving, hey, a year from now we're going to have a lot more wins, I would have been like, you're damn right. If you'd have said a year from now, hey, we're not going to have a single fucking win. (laughs) You'd be like, you're drinking. You've been drinking already. I didn't realize it. (laughs) Put down the fucking liquor. (laughs) Yeah, if somebody told me that, I'd been like, come on, man. I know I'm losing my girl right now, but damn, it's not that bad. Oh, it's that bad? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I want to rant about something else. What felt like a cold slap in the balls yesterday? Huge thumbs down, massive thumbs down to the NFL on Fox, specifically former Bears tight end number 82, Greg Olson. I should take his fucking jersey and wipe my cat litter domes with it or just fucking shit on it. Or maybe I, maybe if I beat off, I'll just start coming on his jersey. That's He was so bad yesterday, he and that other guy, Kirk, or whatever the hell his name is, pandering to tweens all day. Man, they kept mentioning Taylor Swift as if they were about to get head from her. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift is here. Taylor Swift is here. Jay and I had a running gag at one point. I was like, well, there it is. There's the 19th reference. There's the 20th. We had, we were up to 30 and we stopped counting. They just kept. And then Greg Olson's like 1989. It's my favorite album. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. You lying piece of fucking shit. Why are they acting? Are we watching the Nickelodeon footage or feed? Why are they talking to us? Like we're 12 year old fucking girls. Pat Summerall would have never poured himself out to pandering to 12 or 13-year-old fucking kids. There's no way. All damn day they're referencing Taylor Swift. Oh, my God, Taylor Swift is here. Oh, God. Get the fuck off of it. We're watching a football game. And then to make things even worse, if they're not fawning over Taylor Swift, you've got Greg Olson saying things like, oh, you know, Kirk or whatever the fuck your name is, uh, Oh, my God, I just love Patrick Mahomes' commercials. That one with Andy Reid over the chicken nuggets. I love that. Are are we listening to Chiefs radio? Can we fucking have a broadcast that's telling us about the game? Look, if you want to criticize Fields or Eberflus or, you know, Getze or whatever the hell's happening with the defense, why they're still in the zone every play and Mahomes is going to – then do it. But they're not even – the Bears are such a joke, they're not even talking about the Bears. They're just fawning over Taylor Swift, Patrick Mahomes' commercials, and, like, no one even noticed. It just, I mean, as a Bears fan, it was deeply insulting. Like, it sounds like we're listening to the team's radio regional broadcast. Right. <laughs> and the Taylor Swift stuff, like I said, that, uh, no one else seemed to be upset about it. I, I just, I mean, what the fuck am I watching? The E! Entertainment Network? <laughs> Are we going to see who's on the red carpet? I don't give a fuck. Go back to the game. Quit talking about her. Quit. Do I look like a kind of guy that gives a fuck about Taylor Swift? (laughs) And I I can't be the only person who's watching the National Fucking Football League who's like, dude, can we talk about the game? What the hell? Oh, well, she's 
fucking Travis Kelsey. I don't give a shit. Is this days of our lives? It's the fucking National Football League. Can we please talk about the game? It goes it to disgraceful. Show, it goes to show that you know what they have in the booth there. They're not even if the game gets boring for them. They don't have the ability to just talk through it. They have to they start they start, you know, shiny thing in it. You know, oh well, look look at that shiny thing. They're it's it's just this is the day and age that we're in that they can't stay focused on what's what's at hand and they have to like shiny thing stuff for shiny thing people you know because the, the fucking add that we all have in our society now oh we can't focus on this boring game and we can't talk about what's actually happening here oh we're gonna go and show you, you didn't want to talk about what was happening you still had the alan williams taking my penis out at female employees i'm guessing because they said it's not illegal but it's unethical that has to involve his dick somewhere you have that story. You have Eberflus calling the defense and can't get a fucking one third down off the field. You've got all these stories. Justin Fields criticizing the coaching. You have all those fucking meaty soap opera-esque kind of stories right in front of you. But, but hey, look, Taylor Swift's there. <laughs> oh, God. Taylor Swift's there. 1989 was my favorite album. I was hoping someone would smack him in the fucking face when he said that. I was like, I'm glad they traded you to Carolina, you motherfucker. God damn it. I blew them up on Twitter. I know the NFL Fox doesn't give a shit, but I did. It's like, this is the worst. You all have had football since 1994. This is the worst broadcast in the history of Fox football on your network. This is the, the very worst broadcast you all have ever had. Yeah. Wasn't that, uh, and that was Greg Olson, right? Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I've, I never thought Super Bowl. I never thought I would say I miss Buck and Aikman because I don't like either one of them either. But at least Buck and Aikman, who openly hate the Bears, and every time they're, they're like, God, we have to do the Bears game. But it's like, at least they're talking about the game. Right. Oh, my God. Greg Olson, man. He should, he deserves to have his ass kicked. And he should donate yesterday's paycheck to charity. That's how bad he was. <laughs> he stole money and ruined our broadcast. He fucking stole money. He should be demoted. The number one team, well, maybe when Brady gets there next year, they'll take him off that anyway. But he should be demoted. Fuck, I put, give me Moose Johnston and Joe Davis. I'll take them. At least they talk football. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they do, they do a really good job. Yeah, it's, it's annoying, man. When they got to talk about somebody who, and you know, you hear how she got there, right? He was at the the concert just a couple of days before, or the night before, or whatever, and ran into her and offered her a suite. I didn't know there. that. It wasn't what like they were it? fucking. She just gave her a seat as a friend. Wasn't and, she just at the Super Bowl wearing an Eagles jersey I, against KC? I think you might be right. Yeah. God, you talk about a whore. I don't mean her proclivity sexually, but like just this flip-flop teams. Yeah. Good Lord. She's like Danica Patrick. I'm a lifelong Bears fan. No, I like Green Bay. It's just like, wow. Okay. I don't know how people do that shit. Like I, the Bears have been terrible the majority of my life, but here I am commiserating with you motherfuckers. You know, I love everybody here because I know how you feel like shit. Yeah. Yet here we are. In in the opener, uh, one of the guys he he said he's saying you down with BCP, but it almost sounds like he says you down with PCP. <laughs> I feel like I need to start. And it got me. It got me. No, it got me thinking. Like, 
man, I wish I could just turn myself into a fucking Packers fan and just call it PCP. (laughs) 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 I've, I've gone through that in my life, you know, where just getting pounded on over and over and over and over again for years and years and years and years. I'm just so sick of, of the Packers and being a bears fan. I just like, man, I wish I could just be a Packers fan. Like maybe I can do it. Fuck. No, I can't do it. It's impossible. I can't. I I would just, I would quit watching football. I would just not watch the NFL at all before I'd wear Packers shit. Never. I'm never going to like lose a bet. You're going to have to, Oh, well the loser wears. Nope. No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. it. I always joke and say it's like the Palestinian Israeli thing. But seriously, the other person views the other side as just like, no way I could ever espouse what they represent. That's the way I feel with the Packers. I know it's not the same because we're not talking religion. We're just talking football. I'm not trying to compare the two. But what I'm saying is the other side can never be the side I'm on. Never. Right. If we want to make it less about religion and maybe more political, how most politics here in the States you know, either you're a Republican, you hate the Democrats, or you're a Democrat, you hate the Republican, you, you hate your opponent, which is bad. That's another, you know, it's terrible that you can't just talk to people. Right. Uh, but find common ground. Right. But I can't find any common ground with the Packers at all. None. And I'll never wear their shirt or their jersey or their colors. I don't want to be friends with their fans. Like, nothing. Go ahead and keep beating me and take my money, but I'll never, ever be a Packers fan. I can't do it. Can't flip sides. Can't do it. Won't do it. Mayhem saying their their jerseys are ugly as hell. I I always, are. I always call them uh, booger green and hangover piss yellow. Oh, <laughs> they they're just the worst. I hate their fucking. Like I said, the last time I was at Chicago, after the Packers game when they had that, dun 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 dun, dun go pack go. I just fucking hate that chant. And if I see that damn drummer, it'll probably be the wrong one. But I'll go up to him and be like. I'm not giving you money because last time I was here, you were like chanting with the Packers with your drum. You don't deserve any money from me or anybody else here. I've had opportunities to go to Lambeau Field and I never wanted to go. Like, just like you, you you would never. I've heard Aldo trying to ask you if you would ever go to a game in Lambeau. And... No, I don't want to go. Ron's even said that, oh, man, you should go for the experience. What experience? Like, I don't want to go up there. Right. Why would I go there? It'd be like, for me, again, using a political. Uh, analogy be like me like hey come on let's go to the rnc together like what (laughs) yeah come to the republican national convention i'll I'll sit that one out guys um no offense to republicans now remember we're friends now we're all bears fans i'm just saying if if you're republican you wouldn't want to go to the dnc with me right same (laughs) thing there's no way i'm going to lambo i don't want to go to lambo why do people say that to me like let's go to lamp why would i go to lambo so they can just smear it in my face? Hell, they did it in Chicago. Rub my face and shit. If you were just a fan of the NFL and it wasn't personal, like you know the Bears and Packers are, it would be, and you know it would be a, a good time, just because everybody up there, like they party on their, you know they you, they let you park in their lawns and hang out with them in their scratch your vehicle up, flatten <laughs> your tires, dude. They would do something to your vehicle that you would have driven all the way from Florida. Probably, but if you were there, like just as a, a NFL fan, just hanging out, like I'm not, I'm impartial to both teams. You, you might be okay. I can't entertain that hypothetical. I, I just I because I, I, I'm so ingrained with the Bears. I wear Bears shit 
like if there's 30 days a month, typically, of course, there's some with 31, but let's just say 30 for the sake of it. I bet I'm wearing Bears gear 23 or 24 days of the month when I go to work. It's the other days I'm just wearing like a band shirt or something. Uh, but maybe even 25 or six. Like I, I wear Bears shit that. every day. Every day. I'm wearing Bears stuff right now. I've got Bears slides on. Bears Nike slides. I've got Bears Nike shorts on and a Bears Nike sweatshirt on. Everything and a Bears hat for fuck's sake. The only thing I've got on that isn't is my fucking like Fruit of a Loom draws or whatever. Hanes, whatever the hell I got on today. That's the only thing that's not Bears on me. And my and my socks are not Bears. That's it. <laughs> oh, man. I wear more Bears stuff than George McCaskey does, I think. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. And even I'm not wearing bear stuff tonight. Just wearing a plain hat and just a plain shirt. You should. I should be not wearing bear stuff. Like Ron and I both agreed last night when he said that he wasn't going to any more games. I said, well, my form of protest will be, and I'm going to stick to it. I will not buy any more tickets this season beyond the Broncos and Raiders games. And I'm not buying any more bears gear this season. None. Not a shirt. Oh, the salute to service shit looks tight. Not buying it. Not buying it. I'm not getting any more. Oh, that hat looks good. I'm not buying it until they win a fucking game. <laughs> not buying. I'm not buying anything else before they, they, they look competent on the field. They don't get any more of my money other than these other two games. I was, I was going to do the playoff beard. I'm glad that I didn't. Oh, my God. I would. I mean, fuck. Even just doing a wind beard would be hard. Yeah. You'll be like Forrest Gump or uh, Tom Hanks in Castaway before you'll be looking for that little ball before you get a win. Just completely deranged out of your mind. Well, Dan, you sent me the stat last week. Uh, Twelve straight games. Make it thirteen. Well, yeah, I was about to add to that. But last week you sent me the stat that they're the first team to lose twelve straight games while also uh, allowing 25 points or more on defense. And now yeah, there's those losses. Yeah. That had never happened in the history of the National Football League that goes back, as you know, to 1920. And somehow the Packers still had a 100th anniversary in, in 2019, which no one's ever been able to explain to me, or 2018, whatever. So the, the NFL goes back over 100 years now, is the point. And no one's been that putrid. I thought the 0-2 Bears were bad when they started out 2-0 and and then lost eight straight. I was like, man, an eight-game losing streak. This is the worst. Oh, we're on 13 now? Oh, fuck. And it just keeps going. There's no end in sight. Maybe Sunday. But think, I mean, has a team that lost, they gave up seven, and most teams never give up. What did they lose by, 50 to Miami? Has a team that's ever lost by 50 points ever been favored the next week? Ever. Yeah. On the road. Yeah, on the road. If they Has that ever happened? A team that could lose by 50, be favored. That's how bad you are, Matt Eberflus. A team that gave up 70 is expected to beat your ass in Chicago. Yes. In Chicago. I mean, uh, I don't understand how that happens. But, I mean, I do because I watch the games. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> they run the same plays over and over and over too. It's just, you can see, I mean, the defense knows what they're doing. 
And even when, even when like, oh, Fields shows you, he's got a gun. He's going deep. Oh, it hits number two in the hands, and it's incomplete. Right in the bread basket. And he just bobbles it like a raggedy and doll. And then I, Herbert fumbles. And then the play that Fields got hurt on, clearly helmet to helmet. He's hit in the face, under the face mask, no call. There's a play way earlier in the game. Uh, when Claypool is deep down the field and, and there's pass interference or illegal contact at minimum, the guy's all over him. No call, no fucking call. I know the bears suck. I get it, but come on, man, at least, at least call the ones that like, you know, and fields gets hit like that or the PI, how do they just let those go? I never understand that. And then the first touchdown of the game for Kansas city was that even deeper insult to injury they ran that little fucking flip play that Nagy did 150 times as a bear and never worked and they score on it against us but the next one the running backs uh what, what am i trying to say his uh help me out when the uh, forward progress when his forward right. progress is completely halted he stopped and they don't blow the whistle and they let the team just push him into the end zone they gave him a touchdown when it, he was completely stopped and they just didn't even blow the whistle. It's just like, I'm not saying the referees took the game from us. We lost 41 to 10. It didn't even feel that close. But if you can't get a call, like his forward progress is clearly stopped. And they can't call blow the whistle on that. Or when Claypool's being sexually assaulted, and they can't, by Alan Williams, I think, and they can't even throw the flag when it's obvious that there's interference. Like, what is happening? Why yeah. does this always happen to the Bears? I know. I don't. I don't know. I, I wanted to have a pipe ready for you so I could, you know, like sit back like the the psychologist and give you a, a clear answer for all of these Professor questions you're asking me. What's that? Professor Plum, like on Clue, yeah. and just be like, "Well, my my friend, I, I do believe it is because you have put far too much of your passion into the Bears." And they have <laughs> truly never given you anything in return. And so I believe that you must focus a little bit less on the bears and more on your personal beings in your life. <laughs> and that's so true. It's so true. And if I'm foreman, I'm like, why did I come here? Right. I'm not even active the last two weeks. I'm probably better than Herbert anyway, and I can't get any carries. And now I'm inactive. And for what? Because Valus Jones can run his little end around the week before and not even be on the field the rest of the way, the next the next game at all. Mm -hmm. It's like, why would you deactivate Foreman? I don't know, man. Especially, Mo I mean, we were so good at running the ball until we weren't. Mo Beerman saying it, it could have been eighty to zip if Andy wanted to make a point. I swear, I thought at I really thought they were going to try to beat our record. Because what what was what was the halftime score? 34, 31, 34, nothing, maybe? 34, nothing. Right there, you're like, okay, we're we're halfway to a, a 70 burger right here with an extra point. Like right? we just do the same thing. We're the two-point conversion, right? If we get a two-point conversion and do the same thing that we just did in the first half, we can make 70 points. And then let's just try to Let's let's beat the Bears and try to beat their own record. And I, I really thought Nagy was going to take this personal, and because you could tell he was calling the plays, you know, doing his little 
hiding his face thing. So, you know, Andy Reid gave this game to Negi as his uh, personal vendetta against the Bears. Everybody gets their Bears revenge game. Everybody. Of course. And if you're Matt Eberflus, how – look, there was one play that got called back because the right tackle's helmet wasn't on the line. They, they, they called him on that twice yesterday. But the second time, the one that it got called, there was Valdez Scantling was wide open down the sideline. Same thing happened against the Packers with their tight end Musgrave in week one. How is this keep happening where you're allowing someone just completely free on the field? That touchdown was called back, but it should have been, you know, what, 50 or 48 to, to 10. For some reason, that was called back. And like, how are people, how is the tight end who we know is fucking Taylor Swift or with Taylor Swift because we heard about it 39 times? How are you allowing that guy? To be open on every play, every play, every play. You're the only man in America that can't see that he's the one you have to fucking double team. But Matt Eberflus just standing there, who knows, calling the plays. God, he's a joke. I thought it was bad when Nagy was here, and it was. It was bad the second year Trustman was here, and it was. I would have never thought, never, that I could have said that some the next coach could be on par with those two fucks. And here we are. The, um, I would argue that he's um, much worse. I mean, wow. even, even Trustman gave us um, a historic Offense. offensive year, and he almost took us to the playoffs, if not, if not for that fourth Randall and nine. Oh. Yeah. We would have gone to the playoffs. Who knows what would happen? We were, we were, we were, we were clicking that year. Uh, you know, so he, at least we had a, we had some hope with him. Um, I mean, fuck John Fox even won us three to four games, you know, Nagy, he, he took us to the playoffs two times. I've, we have, we've actually already said his name, uh, way too many times to get away with that shit. I'm not even going to get into that. That's, I have zero thought, but, uh, took us to the playoffs in what, two or four years. This is a, this is a fucking historic mess. 13 game losing streak. Yeah getting blown the fuck out in the last one our our defensive coordinator resigning because he's after, obviously putting his dick somewhere it doesn't belong wouldn't it be funny if he was trying to, to get a male employee to <laughs> i shouldn't oh, go on. <laughs> what if he was coming on to the players maybe i mean who knows it, what's weird is how everything came out with the fbi stuff and the rating of the house hall and like even reputable people uh trying to like get the get to be the first one to say it and then everything just gets squashed in very bears like fashion how they're able to control the the narrative very well they they always have been the mccaskies they've always been really good at squashing shit and keep the, the, and protecting their image and so if that is the case and and time will tell because if it's something bad with williams it's going to become public record so they can't hide it if there really was a raid, eventually they're not going to be able to hide it. So uh, it's just weird how it's just gone up and down like that. It just came out, then everything got retracted. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And I mean, his attorney said there was no child porn or maybe yeah. child pornography. If your attorney right. has to say that, then right. what's ooh, going on? I was just about to say that. child porn if like the attorney's saying there's no child porn. Right. Because otherwise, your attorney would just not acknowledge that. 
Mm-hmm. You'd be like, oh, I'm not even going to give credence to that or any validity to it. I'm not going to legitimize it. And there he is saying it. At, at the very least, because they said it went to HR, he was sexually harassing somebody, probably sending dick pics when he should have been working on the defense. But then again, the, the thing about this team, all jokes aside, is they just keep running that same bullshit defense no matter what's happening in front of them. They won't fucking adjust. And on offense, it's the same thing. They're, they won't change it up. They refuse to fucking change it up. We're, we're going to run the same fucking six or seven plays. Khalil Herbert straight up the middle out of the shotgun. Bubble screen. You know, it's just the, the horizontal passing game. It's just They just won't try anything differently. Yeah, Field started uncorking it going deep, but that's when we were down 30. And it's like, what else could he do? I, I You know, the, the one thing, I, if I came with a positive, if I have one positive, and I haven't watched in all 22 or any of that shit, so maybe what I'm about to say is is bad or is wrong. But I had no faith in Larry Borum at all and thought Larry Borum was fucking terrible. There were a couple of plays early on. I saw them pulling Larry Borum. I was like, wow, the left tackle's pulling? Like, from what I could tell, Borum did okay. I mean, but maybe I'm wrong, but it just, I felt like what a pleasant surprise because I I thought he was just garbage, but he seemed to be okay yesterday. So that's one positive. Well, that's why they drafted him. He does well in space. It's when he's put on an island it's where he has more of his issues that you've been more aware of. Right. You know? uh, Cliff makes a good point here. Donald Trump promises he will make the Bears win. Let me let me ask you a question. If if Donald Trump <laughs> bought the Bears, it's okay. Oh, no. hold, hold on a second. Just to propose the question to you, to pontificate the question to you. Uh, have at it. Since, uh, you know, you're... you're, you're <laughs> You're famed for saying uh, you would suck Aaron Rodgers' dick if it meant a Super Bowl win. How about if it meant Ooh. if it meant Donald Trump buying the team guaranteed us a dynasty? I'd be okay with it. I'm not quitting the Bears if Donald Trump buys the team. I'm not quitting the Bears. I'm just I'm not. If somebody buys the team that I don't like, I'm not gonna. I'm just Fair not enough. gonna quit it. Like I remember a few years ago, my former brother-in-law was so in the Trump cult that Trump didn't like baseball again because he got mad because they moved the all-star game from one city to another and denounced baseball. My brother-in-law had been watching the Cincinnati Reds since fucking Nixon was president, quit watching baseball because Trump said so. No, no one's going to tell me to quit watching the bears, man. What? That's a true story. Trump was was pissed because they moved the all-star game a couple of years ago because of politics. I forget which it was either to Colorado to Georgia or Georgia to Colorado. I forget either way. He, uh, he, he was pissed off and denounced baseball. My brother-in-law quit watching. He had been watching baseball since like 1970 fucking three, but quit watching it just because Trump said to like, no one's going to ever tell me to quit watching the bears. (laughs) So even if Trump bought the team, I'd still be a bears fan. Now, if we're going to talk about, from what Stormy Daniels said was a three-inch stick with a massive amount of pubic hair and a giant mushroom head. Would I suck that for the Bears to win the Super Bowl? The answer is no. The answer is no. We're just not going to win. Did, did I, I, I'm sorry. You just made me think of a story. Did I, did I tell you about the old man dick story and the, the, old, the, old, the old mountain man dick story? 
I'm gonna, I don't make, think so. I I'll think that would probably pop to my head if you had to say, like, I have I'll no idea it, what you're talking about. I'll make it really quick. We are, oh, we, are, we are up in the mountains in Colorado. We're at a little a little brewery. I'm sitting there hanging out at, at the bar, drinking these amazing craft beers. And there's this old skinny mountain man next to me with a big, long, white beard. He's probably 73 years old. And he's telling me about he lives over there. I'm like, man, it must be a beautiful view from, from there looking down into the valley in the mountains here. He's like, yeah. Let me show you the view out my front window. So he pulls out his phone and he's sitting right next to me. So he's he's holding on to his phone like this and he's just he's just like swiping his phone while he's like showing me. And, I, and I'm and as I'm I'm thinking, I don't like to look at people's phones while they're just swiping because you never know what you're going to see. And I just I, I just I don't know. I just I don't I think it's rude. So I just try to I try to look away. But I'm, here I am like just. Focusing on this guy, switching his pictures, I'm thinking, there's no fucking way I'm going to come across an old 75-year-old man dick pic in here. So whatever, I'll just I'll just kind of... But he just here he goes. He's just swiping. Boom. Dick pic. Was it, it his? Looked, it, was his. <laughs> it looked like he had a medical issue that he'd taken a picture of it, and he was trying to show it to his wife. You know, like... Oh, no. It looked, it looked, like, it looked like a Krispy Kreme donut with a mushroom cap covering the center, the, the hole of the donut, just to, oh. like he laid a mushroom cap on top of the donut. And then it was all scabby and red and gross like, all around the, the, the mush, the, the, like the, uh, the, the actual donut part. It was, oh. it was so fucked up. And, it, and he, he's doing one of these and he's, he's like scanning his phone and I, and I see it and I go, Oh, he goes, Oh, we both like went both directions. And I'm like, put my hand on his back i'm like dude it happens to all of us don't worry i hope that thing whatever happened to his dick doesn't happen to mine it was it wasn't whatever it was was not good he wasn't he wasn't taking a picture to impress somebody let's just say that much it was more like a picture to send his doctor oh god <laughs> glenn saying gross stop it uh cliff you taking this too too seriously it's a game Cliff can say that because he experienced the 85 bears. I mean, all the way through as an adult, whereas we were kids. I mean, I mean, if, if I'd have been like, like Aldo was like 25, six when they won, I would be okay now. Cause they're like, Oh, I've already got our championship, but I feel unfulfilled. So yeah, I I feel like I haven't gotten a turn. So this matters. Like I've said before, I'm going to be one of these old Cubs fans when they finally won in 16 and people were going to the cemetery saying, this is my grandfather's dream and blah, 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 blah. That's going to be me. Some motherfucker is going to be talking about how this was my dream and it didn't happen. Or you could be like my grandfather who like finally at like 82 got to see them win before he passed. Right. But oh. you'll be on like, in his case, he had like both of his legs amputated. He was blind, just sat in a chair all day, diabetes, tumor in his head, just listening God. to the fucking radio all day long. And he finally gets to at least hear it. So he he got he was a Cub fan. Yeah. So he got to hear the sixteen game on radio. Then. Yes, he did the championship when they beat the yeah. Indians. It was the highlight of one of the highlights of his life. He, he blind as hell, missing both legs, one from the knee down, one the other from the calf down. Tumor in his head, making him you know lose his memory. But sitting there listening to that and the smile on his face. Oh, we talked about it was amazing. So that, that is exactly what the way we are with this in 
fortunately we haven't you had body parts taken off yet or we can still see and all that i'm not trying to downplay it but i'm saying that guy your grandfather's want and desire for a championship superseded all of his health issues and all this hopefully we don't get put to the same test but mm -hmm. the point is we all have that same desire in us that's why we can't shrug it off like cliff can and just say oh, it's just a game we're we're that old man man we're just in middle-aged bodies yep <laughs> yep otherwise it's gonna be me hopefully without the other ailments I'm going to be the fucking, if I live to be 80 something, probably still wanting the Bears to win. Talking about, ah, that Devin Hester touchdown. We almost got it. We almost got it. Mayhem saying, if the Bears win the Super Bowl of my lifetime, I'd be happy. See? There you go. I kind of wanted to finish my rant from the cold open. Oh, sorry, go ahead. About, um, you know, <sighs> Muggs Hallis was supposed to inherit this team. And he, he, he was on the books to inherit the team. Meanwhile, Virginia had, you know, already married into an Ivy League. You know, her husband was Ivy League and had Ivy League children. And they had different, they had, they were more business centric, probably based on the money that the team had to offer for them. Right. So they, she, so she wanted her children to be. I think that was uh, Ed McCaskey, right? Is she married? Correct. So you can imagine she was probably just being more business savvy. She wanted her kids to be more business savvy for when they had this money eventually at some point in their lives to know what to do with it. And then Muggs is supposed to, Muggs is the inheritor of the team. He's on the will to inherit the team. Beep, beep, does one of those. Now here. 79. If Muggs never passed away, this team, can you imagine how different it would be? Because here, like I'm saying, you have a woman who is, who who is not she's planning on her brother owning it and you know with good reason and preparing her children to be able to handle finances because inherently money is going to be there and then boom now she owns the team and from that point on it just became that's when this whole franchise went downhill because there was nobody that knew what the fuck was going on football wise to be able to manage this moving forward and that's why ditka is the last fucking coach that was hired by that by george hallis himself and he's the the last most successful one yes lovey is successful lovey did a hell of a job for us lovey was the only one that came close to breaking the mold of the foundational dysfunction that we have had since ditka since then, it's been twice fold, even more dysfunctional. They're going and hiring consultants to find their next coaches. None of those have worked out. The past two times did not work out. And it's just a shame because this is the charter franchise. We are supposed to be this franchise that are supposed to be like the Steelers. We're supposed to be in this like the Steelers. Like the like um, the foundation, the giants. the giants, right? And because of that, because of Mugs passing, this is really what has been the turning point of this team. And we can all sit here and shit on it and blah blah blah. But ultimately, Virginia has done the best that she she's a hundred and going to be a hundred and two years old on January fifth. 
she has done an admirable job of trying and nobody wants Dan, as much as you love the bears, as much as I love the bears, everybody here in chat, everybody listening to this, nobody loves the bears more than her. And so that gets passed down to her son, George, who is, he's literally trying to win this for her and fuck, it's not going to happen. This poor woman is not going to get to see another Super Bowl win in her life. Nope. And is that, I mean, it, it just is what it is. That's how we have gotten to this point in this Bears organization. The Packers are an organization. The Bears are not. They don't know how to draft and develop and pass along generational knowledge to the next because it began with someone that didn't know how to start to do that herself. Like it was already, she wasn't part of that plan. And then all of a sudden she was thrust into it. The Packers have had this organizational passing down of the, of the torch through management and grooming. They've always groomed and passed off and groomed and passed off and groomed and passed off. You know, Favre to Rogers, uh, what's his name to Gudenkust, uh, fucking, uh, uh, even their offensive coordinator who who um, who groomed Favre, you know, he was there through uh, through Rogers, too. I can't remember his name. Um, uh, it's at the tip of my tongue. But you'd know who I was talking about. Ron. And then you got Ron Wolf uh, passing it, go, grooming Gutenkust. And it's it just it, we don't have that. We're always go, we're, we're always looking for consultants to find the next so and so because we lost. We were decapitated in the if, late 70s. If you go back, the turning point was probably January 93 when they fired Ditko. I mean, Michael McCaskey was always jealous of him and, and the notoriety that he had. But if he could have put that vanity to the side, you keep Ditka as long as he wants to coach and you could do it exactly the way the Raiders always did. You know, Al always had a way of putting his his players in positions. They didn't have to be the GM, but by God, you know, Fred Boletnikoff was going to be working for them and Willie Brown was going to be working for them. There was always somebody with lineage. So you let Ditka coach until he doesn't want to coach. Move and up. then you put him in the front office. He doesn't have to be the GM. He doesn't have to be making the draft picks, but you make him a figurehead like for the organization until he wants to fucking go away. And he had that swagger and notoriety and that that care for the Bears. I mean, I know he had a bad 1992 and a bad 1989, but you'd have never saw what we're seeing now. Never. And that's what Hamp and OB were saying. Because, right. again, they knew George Hallis. Right. They, they dealt and played for George Hallis. Well, at least, you know, OB played for him, but Hamp knew him for three or four years. Oh, cool. Uh, in the front office, they're like, even if Hallis wasn't winning, he wouldn't he wouldn't play this bullshit defense where you don't get pressure and you just sat there and let the other guy just beat you and there's nothing you can do about it. They're like, they're like, OB was like, oh my God, all these coaches would be fired for just being so passive and so afraid. Like they'd have never gotten, the old man would have fired them immediately because they have no balls. He was talking about, uh, Tressman and Nagy and Eberflus. But I mean, you could probably even say that about Dick Duran. 
probably about John Fox, even though he came from a defensive scheme. I mean, Lovey didn't have the Ditka disposition, but he just it seemed like he had a swagger to him, a quiet swagger, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was on par in some way, and it, just completely different. Mm-hmm. And then Wani, Wani was, I, I think Wani's very underappreciated because they did a lot of loss, losing. But these other coaches, like they said, man, like they would, yeah, Harbaugh is the perfect guy. That's who, that is exactly who George House would hire today had he been, if this were 1982, and he's and he's about to die. His last coach would be Harbaugh if it was current day players and coaches. Yes, yes. Because Jim did. cares about the organization. If he got back, I mean, he played here. He loves Mike Ditka. Somebody said it earlier in chat. He wants to be the Bears' head coach. He idolizes Ditka. I I kind of was going on this in uh, a little bit of a rant on this on one of the other shows that we need a fucking um a polarizing head coach in Chicago. We need that. We cannot have a fucking Dick Duran or a Mark Tressman or a Matt Eberflus head coach of the Chicago Bears. It does not work. We need a polarizing magnetic uh alpha figure because he has to be the one that handles this fucking poisonous media. And Mike Ditka knew how to handle this poisonous media perfectly. Absolutely. And if, if you fucking stick Jim Harbaugh in there, he is going to know just how to handle this poisonous media and keep it away from his team. Right now, what you're seeing is the, is the development of a head coach that, is too soft to handle the Chicago media. He's getting backtracked. He's, he's always doing this. Oh, yeah. So um, you ever notice that? You ever watch his interviews? So then they'll be asking the question. I'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So um, and he'll shuffle his papers and he'll like he'll like stack them up on his table. Yeah. So the so the so, and then he'll like put it. He'll put everything down and rearrange it all perfectly. And then like two questions later, he'll pick everything back up and reshuffle it and be like, yeah. So then so our, our players and uh, so so that's what it is. It's a hints principle, right? And uh, and then so then um, yeah. So he's doing all this because he's he's always shuffling around because he doesn't know how to fucking handle the media. He put a Jim Harbaugh in there. He doesn't know how to handle the defense either. Right. You 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 put a polarizing magnetic alpha head coach in there, a Dan Campbell that knows how to handle this kind of media to keep and shield his players from it. Instead, what do they do? They truck uh, Justin Fields out there to answer questions and give you his honest answer. And then what do, what do they do? That media takes and, and they, they clickbait shit because they want to be the first person that you look to what they're saying. And so now, oh, Justin Fields says it's the coaching. The coaching is the problem. No, that's not what he... he he did say that, but then he elaborated on it later. When they don't give you the elaboration, it, it it Justin Fields had to come back out and backtrack and say, listen, I'm just trying to give you guys information that you want to hear because I'm trying to give you detailed stuff because I, I appreciate you guys doing your jobs. But basically he's saying, now I know that I can't do that. Duh. That's where a Jim Harbaugh comes in and says, okay, these are your talking points to the media. Don't. Here's how you deflect this question. Here's how you deflect that. Don't answer this. Deflect this that way. 
that dude knows how to do it. Like for me, Jim Harbaugh is the next coach or bust. And I, I was I was on the Jim Harbaugh wagon before Flus. I was on the Jim Har- Harbaugh wagon uh, when they hired him, wondering why they didn't even interview him. And now I'm back on it right now. So for me, I, I want somebody who knows how to develop a quarterback, A, proven in multiple places. I want somebody who knows how to handle his team, proven how to do that. I want somebody that, who knows how to handle this media. He knows how to do that. So for him, for me, that's my pick for the next head coach. It won't fucking happen. It's not going to happen. I mean, maybe, maybe Kevin Warren will pull his, he'll grab onto his balls and be like, this is my team and this is what we're doing, but probably not. So we're just going to be, in my opinion, it feels because this, this is just the, the track record of the Bears. We're on a fucking hamster wheel and it's just going round and round and round. And we're just going to satisfy the, the management as long as we're just sucking the management. No, it's going to take a fucking stirrup to change things. It's going to, period. You need someone with character, balls, someone to stand up to the media. If Eberflus would lose this game to a team that gave up 70. You can't fire him after that game because you've got a Thursday night game right after. But you got almost two weeks then. If they would lose those games, I know Bears have they've never done it. I say you fucking fire that guy. And the reason being, he's never going to amount to anything. And you you bring somebody in that maybe can salvage Justin Fields. It's like, look, we've got, by that point, what, six games gone, so 11 to go. You know, like maybe this is our last run together here. Let's see if we can prove it. And everybody immediately will say, oh, who would you hire then? I don't give a fuck, man. Somebody that cares. I don't care if it's Mike Singletary. Just somebody that cares about the fucking C just to get you through the rest of the season until you can try to get Harbaugh. Whether it's Les Frazier, Mike Singletary, or goddamn Lovey Smith. Yeah. Anybody that fucking cares about your helmet that's going to give your team some inspiration. Right. And you can say what you want about Singletary. That guy, that he would he would come into that building and reinvigorate everybody. And maybe it wouldn't work if, for the, more than one year. That's why you just put the interim title on him and just let him. At the very least, a motivational speaker. Yeah, or Les, Fa- or Les Frazier, I know he left Minnesota. He's, uh, what is he? He's like having personal issues or something the rest of your year. But Lovey, Lovey's getting paid by the Texans, so he, he probably wouldn't take it either. Yeah. The, you Fucking Singletary would take it, and it would be his dream gig. Yeah. And I guarantee you, yeah, <laughs> they would sure. win more games with Mike Singletary as head coach the rest of this year than they would if they keep Eberflus there. Dan, we've got Sanjin waiting in the background who is... Uh, fucking hate Sanjin. No, I love Sanjin. Fucking guy. Love Sanjin. He wants to be called Sonny, though. Well, he's he, Actually, he's going by the champ again. Oh, the champ. The champ is here. The champ. Let's bring him on. What's up, fellas? How's it going? Uh, hold on a second. Let me, I, I have to change my screen here. Uh, there we go. 
Which way is better, like this or like this? Uh, hold on, I, I have to rearrange the screen a little bit here. Hold on, I wasn't, I was not prepared. Let's see. There we go. What's yeah, I like that? You're good. Else, how are you? What's up, chimp? Oh man, just uh, actually looking at the uh, uh, Bengals uh, uh, LA game right now, um, and uh, it, it, it just, it's just uh, sometimes you get. Um, I don't know when you look at uh, at our offense and how difficult it can be to move the ball, and then to look at some of these teams, you know, it's just something like it's like why can't the Bears ever get competent people that can just put things together and just look <laughs> like a franchise instead of like a I don't know a Mickey Mouse franchise. A shit know? show. I'm sorry. A shit show. That's what a they are. Show. Pretty <laughs> much, we're, we're pretty much the laughing stock of the NFL. I mean, yeah. the, the whole we thing. With, the Buccaneers of the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I haven't, I haven't seen the the, the 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 Twitter world or the X world, whatever you want to call it. Um, uh, I'll be right back, where, guys. The, where the, the disrespect from the other fan bases, not not just the disrespect. In says so much as the laughing at the Bears, that's just completely embarrassing to me. <laughs> uh, no pun intended, actually. So uh, it's just disheartening to see like what his what this has what this has come down to. You know, um, now I don't know, uh, Dane. I didn't I, I didn't get a chance to. Uh, uh, I don't know how much you discussed it or not. Um, but when it comes to the this the offense and this last game, at least. Uh, what seemed to me, I guess I don't know if I should say that I liked it or not, or I don't know even if it's a positive. It's obviously not. Uh, is that uh, it seemed that they did try changing things. You know what I mean? I didn't see a whole lot of screen passes. Um, so uh, at least I can tell that they're trying something different. Now, obviously, it didn't work. Uh, I, I don't give them any credit for those garbage touchdowns that they've gotten. Which, by the way, I just like to point out, um, and Dan, answer me this question if you feel the same way, if you, if you feel differently. But at the beginning of the game, to me, either Fields plays like like he to me he plays like his mind is like completely shattered, man. Okay, but then towards the end of the game, when it's like pretty much uh, the game is unreachable. And, like, you could tell where I don't want to say the pressure, not pressure is off of him, but where he's just playing more loose. And then, like, you actually see him, like, where he's, like, I don't know, being fields that we used to know, where he would pay attention if the if the defender had his back turned towards him and he would give his guy a 50-50 shot, you know what I mean, more often than once at the beginning of the game, you know. So, um uh, it remind me of, I'm sorry, but it reminded me of too much of Mitchell Trubisky also with um, with where, you know, throughout the game when we need him, he's just not there. But then when the game's out of reach, the, the dude is just kind of putting up garbage touchdowns against Saints. And this felt the same way is that Fields was towards the end, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm listening to a couple of podcasts today this morning, you know, uh, the CHGO, Hogan Johns, and everyone's kind of like, well, you know, he had these moments where he made really good throws. It's like, yeah, but it's like, I, I don't want to say I don't count it, but I want I, I want to point out that, like, he's making those because he's – there's no pressure. He's just playing free now. 
And I, I thought that to me, I, I saw a distinction, when, a distinction and I wanted to know if you agree with me or not or on that point. I, I'm not sure about the pressure versus, uh, I, I'm not contradicting you. I'm not saying that I disagree with you, but I will say to your point about the garbage time, you're right, it was in garbage time, but I was happy to see that that he was still out there playing. Like when he got below the fucking chin and it should have been a penalty and DJ Moore was like trying to get him off the field. Like he was going right back to the huddle. Like when he got hit in the fucking chin, bro, and basically could have gotten woozy, could have gotten a concussion, could have been knocked out. He got right back up and was still trying to fucking get that touchdown on fourth down. So he was still going and they were down. I mean, like 41, nothing at the time. And he was still giving us his all. Now his all might not be good enough, unfortunately, but he was still bringing it. So when he threw that touchdown late, I was happy about it. I'm like, yeah, at least he's still fucking trying, man. And now to your point about if he played more like he did when we're down 40 early, I can't, I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. All I can say is that I was glad that he, I could tell the dude cares. He's not out there just like going through the motions. Despite the, I feel like the defense is, does that a lot, especially when we get down. It just feels like just there getting a paycheck. I don't think I don't get that from Fields. So I like that he was still trying to score at the end of the game myself. I, I, again, I could be on the island by myself, but that's the way I saw it. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm not, I'm not this, you know, disregarding his. I, I do like that that he, he, like you said, that he, that. Uh, you know, obviously, when someone's that concussed that and losing that much, I would have just pulled them. But like, man, come on, bro, we're good. You know what I mean? Just like a seat, we're fine. You know what I mean? Um, uh, uh, regardless of what the what he got cleared medically, I know the coach said they got cleared medically. No, I just my 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 point was just like I just felt that there was like the old fields versus this new fields that like I don't know. Like to me, still, I'm still. Uh, I love the guy. Um, I'm still behind him when it comes to the point that I know he's guys. He's not this fucking bad. It's there's something else. He's not this fucking bad. There's something else. And until they, whatever that is, until they fix it, unfortunately it's going to suck. Now what, what I've come to terms and to accept that if he was that special, his talent at this point would have taken over. Thank you. You know what I mean? So that's something that we, you know, I'm not trying to make excuses for him. Like I said, man, hey, like the, if, if, if he was were, making the shots that he's supposed to make, I bet you they would be talking like, oh my God, I guess he's a fucking genius. If he I'm was a sorry, transcendent you know I mean? talent, if he was a transcendent but, talent well, at yeah. quarterback, you know, that means know. that's also Getty's and coach's fault. Why isn't he? Because the expectations are that he be that he be making this step forward. So to me, you know, like I said, it is what it is. Um, Again, I've seen people on Twitter. Uh, I mentioned on Greg Braggs when I hopped on X um, live. So I, I was actually a speaker on it. Uh, um, but I mentioned it because I've seen it again where people are like, oh, man, Bears missed on Jalen Carter again. And I'm again, I'm going to say what I mentioned last night. It's like I'm kind of glad that we're going offensive line, man, because like I don't want to bring another quarterback here, even if it's Jalen Carter or whoever only for that guy to be a ping pong to the other freaking uh, uh, 31 teams because we can't protect the shit, man. And then even if the guy, 
was sort of kind of brave at the beginning, like Mitch was also in 2017. It's like he gets beat the hell out, out you know what I mean? And he ain't the same, man, you know what I mean? Like when they're not that uh, – uh, that talent is not at that level to get him through, you know – so I'm glad that we're we're investing in the offensive line is what I'm trying to say. Jalen Carter went to the right team. If if Jalen Carter ended up a bear, imagine like a, a troubled kid coming out of college like that, coming to this shit show of a team with his defensive coordinator re- uh, resigning after two games. That's not, the only reason why everyone can say, oh, we traded that pick away. We could have had Carter. No. That kid is only playing as well as he is for the Eagles because he's on the Eagles. It was the perfect. If I could quickly there. point out something about the Eagles, because uh, we we all wanted Justin to be the following the pattern of Jalen Hurts in fields. It hurts me to point out as like, what, 5-23 and 23 now a starter? Jalen Hurts in his last 21 games is 20-1 and one as Eagles starter. He's 20 and one in his last 21 starts. How do I know that? Because Adam Schefter just tweeted it. But I saw that with such envy. <laughs> just like, man, I want that to be Justin Fields. I'm like salivating at the idea of that being a Bears quarterback, but it, it feels like it's never going to be. You know, I, I, I said this, um, I think, in the Greg Gabriel chat today on the barroom. Um, the Bears don't know how to, dr- how to, how to develop a QB. The bears need a QB that can develop the bears. And th- that means they, to what you were saying, Sonny champ, Justin Fields by now, if he was a transcendent quarterback, if he was that good, he would have shown us flashes or be on the pace for an MVP season by now. According to how the league is playing out the last few years. Yes, you can make an argument that if he sat on the bench for three years like Love did behind Favre, or Love, uh, Rogers and Rogers did behind Favre and so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. But that's in today's world in the NFL, that's, a, that's kind of the – that's not the norm at all. You know, that you, you draft these guys, you put them out there, you see right away what they have, and they show it. And if they don't, they suck. And – Justin Fields has not done that yet. If he was if he was going to do it, it would be this year, and it's not happening. And so, I, you know, if we're if if the Bears keep losing games, and I don't give a shit whether or not we can we can sit here and argue all we want to about if it's Justin Fields' fault or not. If they are not winning games with Justin Fields at quarterback, I have two questions for you guys. One is, how long does it take for the experiment to change, to find out what you have in Tyson Bajan? Because if you have the first and the fifth, fourth pick in the draft, let's say, and you don't need a quarterback, wouldn't it be a hell of a lot better to use those picks on, on players that you can put around the quarterback that you know is going to be the future of your team? So, and that's what they were trying to do this year with Justin Fields. Okay, let's just say he doesn't work out, but we can play Bajan the, the last eight games. And now we're finding that this kid, the ball comes out of his hand in timing and rhythm. Justin Fields, we, we, were, we were doing the all 22 breakdown last Thursday. It was pointed out by CJ. 
Great point. As he's dropping back, he's doing one, two, three steps. He should be going through his reads with each step back. And by the time he plants his foot, the ball should be coming up. He's going through his reads, but he's like planting his foot and getting ready to throw. And then he's like still going through his reads. By then it's too late. So if you can, if Bajent or any player like that, in this case, he's already on our team. If he's going through his reads uh, in the steps, one, two, three, boom, one, two, three, boom, the ball comes up. As long as the fucking ball comes out in timing in the offense, the offense theoretically should work. And that's one thing that we are not seeing right now from this offense. And it starts with the quarterback. And that's where the frustration with him talking to the media and like giving too much information and blah, blah, blah comes about. He's, he's frustrated. The, the coaching staff, you can tell us it's all, it's, it's just a shit show. It's not working. So you get four, four more losses under your belt here, five more losses. And we're Owen six, Owen seven, Owen eight. They would, it would be an absolute disservice not to put the kid in just to see maybe it's maybe it is the quarterback maybe this kid can one two three boom one two three boom one two three boom over the top then you don't have to draft a quarterback in this draft so if they ended up let's just say playing justin the rest of the season just to see what he has and they win three games again and the see and the stats are the same for justin now you're sitting there with the first, let's say they never even go to Beijing because they, that's just a, a pipe dream from a fan like me. Let's say they're sitting there with the first pick and the fourth pick, and they have committed to Justin Fields the entire season. My second question to you is long-winded, sorry. Do you draft a quarterback still? Because you still have Justin Fields on the, just to sit that quarterback behind for a year? Or do you try to go to Bajent at some point in this season to, to figure out if you even need to draft a quarterback? That was a long-winded question. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was more of a rant. <laughs> no, yeah. That's a, that, yeah, that was a question slash rant. <laughs> Dan, Dan, you want to go first or you want me to go first? Um, I, I mean, wouldn't it behoove you to – if I agree gonna... with you. I agree with you. I do. At this juncture, I still maybe benching Fields would be good for Fields' mind anyway, just to get a, a break, just to see the field, you know, and from a different perspective. I don't know what's wrong with him, but I I still think a lot of this is because of the coach, man. I, he I've lost all faith in Eberflus, and whether it's Bajent or Nathan Peterman or Justin Fields in there. I think that the coach is holding us back. I mean, there's nothing, nothing that he does well. Nothing. Like you mentioned, his press conferences are terrible. He, like he's calling the defense now. Well, the defense is fucking terrible. Can't get off the field. Can't get any pressure. Can't get any turnovers. I mean, refuses to make adjustments. You let one guy free constantly. It's like, why is he here? What is he doing to justify his position? So I th I still think Fields is salvageable somewhere else maybe but I think the the writing is on the wall for his, with his time here it's just not going to work here so 
I would like for it to work. I'd love for him to win Sunday, get some confidence, and suddenly like win seven or eight straight games. I would, you know, fucking love it. I want it to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. So if you told me that Bajent started, you know, coming up soon, I mean, see what you have, man. Especially if you're 0-6, 0-7, whatever. Why not? Sonny? You know, <laughs> as you guys are talking about that, <laughs> I'm going to tell you what I think is going to end up being the Bears' luck. But to answer your question, um, if we end up losing the next two games and it looks the same, and when I say the same, I mean the offense is just for some reason not clicking. Um, at that point, I think we're going into a bye week, if, I, you guys are, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at that point, I would see they probably won't do it because you're technically what you'd be only down. Oh, oh my god, you're only 0 and 6. <laughs> um, but at that point, uh, I think the writing would be on the wall, especially if you if there would be no movement on the on the how the offense operates. And then, I, then I'm totally with you, Shorty, what you're talking about. It would be interesting. Sometimes you do wonder if, because you know, when you when you look at the film from week one and week two, I, I didn't get a chance to see any of the, you know, JT Sullivan, the QB school, or anyone for you know about a, a twenty-two film about this last game uh, to know um, how people were open or not. But I was gonna say it, for the week one and week two, it made you think there was a lot of shots that he could have taken, and then uh, you know. Where you would have you would have either put us in for in a field goal range or flat out touchdown, and you would makes you wonder like man if if there was a different quarterback that could have just seen it and pulled the trigger, you know, like I said, Getty could have been hailed like damn this guy's a this guy's a play caller because at some point you also have to as much as we're but we're I think we're pounding on Getty because to us fields took a step back where I don't think anyone's really per se questioning. Look, if guys are open, then he's doing his fucking job. Then it's the quarterback's job to fucking recognize those guys and fucking give him the goddamn ball. I'm sorry. But then it goes back on the coaching. If your quarterback is not capable to do that, it's like, what the fuck you do to him, man? You know what I mean? Because to me, he looks like I said, uh, to me, he looks like a different person when he's like, I don't know, like, in this last game, he's he looked like old fields towards the end of the game, you know, where he's just like looking if the guys had their back turns to him and he's giving his guys a, a shot. Um, so I would answer that, you know, I hope that answers your question there. Now, uh, would we, uh, you know, to answer your second question, yes, absolutely. If you, if you for some reason you give fields year five, or I'm sorry, yeah, it would be, I'm sorry, is that it's year four next year, right? Not year five. Okay. And if I could interrupt one second. Go ahead. Something that's never happened to me ever, and I've been doing podcasts oh, for like five years now, off and on. Uh, I've never had to just call a timeout to go take a shit, but all this Bears talk, <laughs> I'm going that's to awesome. go shit my brains out. I'll be back. <laughs> no worries, bro. That's awesome, man. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> I have heard plenty of leaving yeah. and take pisses. I've done plenty of them myself, but never a shit. No, that's funny. That's the first one. Hey, you got to go. You got to go. What can you do? Hey, you've been um, going I, for a while, though. So how you yeah. doing? 
So, but I was gonna say, um, watching porn while he's in there. I know. Yeah, I know. It's gonna turn into that. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but no, if, uh, I'm with you that like I think it's actually year four for Fields. It doesn't matter. You like what you were talking about. If we keep Fields, and we draft, would should we draft a quarterback? Absolutely. If you're in that range that you feel that that guy is worth it, then yes, take a shot. Now, with Bears' luck, <laughs> this scenario will probably end up something similar to uh, Drew Brees, where that's the year where you commit to someone else, but for some reason he just fucking explodes and turns into Drew Brees. So, yeah, that's probably some Bears-like shit <laughs> right there. <laughs> it's totally Bears. I mean, here we could be sitting here with the first pick in the draft again, a quarterback sitting there who might not come out of college and stay in college because the Bears have the first pick. Yes. Like, it's literally been yeah. suggested that his his dad said, if, it, if it's not the right team, they'll he'll stay in college. So <clears> – <throat> We yeah, can do the first pick again and with our dicks in our hand, and, and we can't even draft a quarterback if we wanted to. You know, the, that, the number one quarterback if we wanted to. Yeah, so you, you might as well find out what the fuck you have in the kid that everyone is talking about. You owe it, you owe it to yourself as a as a franchise and to the fan base. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I mean it, like I said, if if nothing if nothing, if everything looks the same, you have to. I mean, you're at that point. You you kind of owe it to your to like you said to to your franchise to even give the other guys a chance. Um, and 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 it'll be interesting if 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 it comes to that point. But we'll we'll see this next game against the Broncos. It seems that both teams need this get you know kind of get better game, and it's. It's pretty sad and interesting to see who's actually gonna do want it more. You know what I mean? Um, it, 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 to for them to get blown up by fifty points, to give up seventy points, get oh blown up by fifty, and then be a favorite on, uh, in, on the in a away game. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's a yeah. fucking. It's a just here. I'm gonna do it to myself. How about that? <laughs> Thank you. That felt great. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. I mean, yeah, no. I slapped myself for it here with my other hand, too. <laughs> Thank you. That felt great, NFL. Anything else you want me to, you want me you want to stab me while I'm down on the ground now? Cuz I just knocked myself out with two bitch slaps? <laughs> Fucking really? <sighs> yeah, no, it's um I feel like we're, ne- we're never going to be favored in a game again in the rest of my life. I feel like Owen 17 is not only possible but probable the uh i i, I was i'm i was really hoping that that we would hear about some changes you know what i mean that, that there will be some accountability because that was such a bad showing man um you know it's i mean i think we all at the beginning of the season we all counted that likely that match against Kansas City that, that we lost that. But I don't think that we thought that <laughs> – I, I hate to say this, but uh, I, I thought it, it, thought about it like that. I never looked at us that we would be that incompetent, just in inability in to move the ball, in inability to generate no pass rush. I mean, that defense is freaking 
horrendous. Uh, I mean, I saw uh, some, some some stats that I think Nick Mariano uh, re- retweeted on, a, on on Twitter, um, where man, the def- Bears defense for the past two years is like falling in thirty second almost in every category. Um, so it's 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 difficult to have a winning football team or a winning culture when uh, you know when you're dead last in every category in defense when your offense it's you know you know you're thinking you're thinking you're gonna be on uh on some speedboats and you're gonna you're gonna sail the waters on a speedboat and then exactly. you freaking wake up you know you know goddamn uh you have a motor in in the speedboat <laughs> yeah you're you're fucking in a rowboat damn it <laughs> you know so. jay sanders saying the bears are backwards who hires a coach before the gm and hires a gm before that's exactly what i said earlier jay sanders they they interview a fucking head coach then they hire a general manager that hires the head coach that they interviewed very suspiciously and then when they knew ted phillips was leaving they didn't even hire a president before any of them to make the final say so now we have we have one guy who doesn't have his guy potentially in polls that is going to be like well well he's going to get the uh, the fox treatment right that pace got oh well it's it wasn't my guy and then then you're going to have the trickle down from the top of warren going well pace wasn't my guy and therefore fluce wasn't my guy so i'm going to clean house. so now we're now we're just in the hamster wheel going around and around and around and around again and another five years is wasted before we can just fucking say fired 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 warren who do you want jim harbaugh okay cool let's go win jan are you back from your shit I've been back for several minutes, actually. Good. How was your dump? Did you do you have a bidet there? It was just like a sit down and a mini explosion, you know, came out, yeah. oh, wiped, nice. washed my hands, and here I am. Good, 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 good. Glad I'm glad you washed your hands. I did do that. <laughs> we got a two dollar super chat from Retro. Uh Armstrong runs Armstrong runs bears. Don't look behind the wait, what is that? Armstrong runs bears. Don't look behind the curtain. Armstrong runs the Bears. Don't look behind the curtain. They didn't get that. But thank you for your super chat, Retro. <laughs> Did you guys understand that? No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do not. Oh, we got another. Oh, guys, we got a $10 super chat from Hector Sombrano. Caleb Williams may come to Chicago if they hire Lincoln Riley. Ooh. Mm. Is that is that the head coach from USC? I don't watch college. Me either. That's that's why I'm asking like an idiot. <laughs> Thank you, Hector, for your ten dollars super chat. Can you please uh, is is Lincoln Raleigh the head coach of USC? Uh, yeah, USC Trojans. Okay. Yeah. Well. Okay. Whatever. Yeah, Let's check it out. Be, what you be you be hiring his head coach? So I think that's the that's the isn't that Arizona Cardinals? They went that route with uh with Kyler Murray and the wasn't his head coach the same college guy? I believe if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah that didn't work out. That yeah. was Mahomes' college coach. Oh yeah, you're right. Yes. And uh, with the uh, you know raging Oracle Beijing is third strength. Uh, his third strength because from my understanding the. Being third string is considered something, you know, like a, you're the scout quarterback. Anyways, like you're 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 getting more reps than the than the number two guy. 
So it's actually, uh, from my understanding, it's actually better for him to be number three because he's getting more reps in right. practice right. um, against the defense. Um, so um, just just wanted to uh, uh, throw that out there. Another $2 super chat from Retro. Thank you, Sports Talk USA. Trace Armstrong runs the Bears behind the scenes. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wish that he would be running the Bears behind the scenes. I feel like it wouldn't be a shit show like it is now. Oh, is, I think is he maybe referring to like the NFL is scripted? Maybe. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> if he is, I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, I don't believe that. JTK saying it feels like the like the year Mel Tucker ran our defense, <clears throat> and next year we will be looking for the next Leonard Floyd. It's rinse and repeat. Yes. Well, at least Leonard Floyd uh, ended uh, Aaron Rodgers' season, right? No, he came back. He came back after that, right? And then threw the the big touchdown. No, no, I was thinking of Shane McClellan's play. This never mind. This season. Oh yeah, this season. I was thinking of McClellan in thirteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Leonard wasn't there yet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I guess this season, and maybe his career. Who knows? By the way, Joe Namath came out today and said he has seen enough of Zach Wilson that he's a terrible player. Never wants to see him play another down in Damn. New York. Uh, Mike Martz said something similar today about Fields, saying he needs to be benched and he just has to go away. <laughs> He's never been on a – he was shitting no. on Justin Fields from day one, though. He's just happy to be right. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what the answers are to any of these questions, to be honest. I just – I feel like the one thing I that I know in my heart now is that Eberflus is not the right guy. And he, yeah. he, I think the coaches right now are probably part of Justin's struggles more, just as much as Justin is. I mean, the game plan, the, the practice, the lack of fucking giving a shit in the summer. I mean, it's, it's just a total defeat. And I'm, I'm going to be at the game Sunday, and oh. my friend who's going to be with me is a Denver fan. He's been a Denver fan for 30-plus years. But, again, I never get to see him anymore because he lives in Morgantown, where WVU is now, which is like four hours from me. So I've, the last time I saw him physically was probably at the, the – we were at the Bears-Steelers game on Monday night in 21 together. But my point is I'm probably going to have to be sitting with him watching his team beat my team. It's just like I wonder at what point Soldier Field just starts booing them. The first quarter maybe? I don't think so. The second, at least the second, right? They're going to just start booing the shit out of the Bears. Because everybody's tired of seeing this fucking, this product. Guys, we got a couple more uh, Super Chats to get to here. Uh, Sports Talk saying, uh, damn it, Uh, Trace is an agent. Bears prefer his players. I I get him now. Yeah, Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Retro. Thank you for your Super Chat. One more from Hector. $5 Super Chat. Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley both came from Oklahoma. Also, Caleb left Oklahoma to play for USC because of Lincoln Riley. Thank you for your super chat, Hector, and thank you for clarifying that. Yeah, that's great info. I mean, if that's the case and you're you're scouting, if you're Ryan Poles and your scouting team is telling you Caleb Williams, sorry, man, you know, Eberflus, like, that's the thing. I hope his friendship doesn't fucking come into – into work here because if you're looking you know from back 
like this team has regressed so much, man. And 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 um, man, Iberflus, yeah, I would be at that point. You would do kind of what he recommended. Uh, absolutely, you do the you do that. That gives you the best chance to 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 put that quarterback in the best possible system that he's going to feel uncomfortable in that he can hopefully succeed in. That's what you need. And and like I said, we just my hopes is that the next next year, whoever that person is, is that we may make sure that we have one of the best offensive lines you can have. Um, I, I, I'm sick and tired of being Jay Cutler, shitty offensive line, Mitchell Trubisky, shitty offensive line, Justin Fields, shitty offensive. You know what I mean? And by the time they get some good, they're so fucking beat up that they're like a shadow of the old old themselves. You know what I mean? The first place where they went wrong with Cutler was firing uh, uh, Ron Turner after yeah, one Jay, year. Jay and Ron Turner didn't get along. I think that was part of it. Jay uh-huh. was pretty condescending toward him. I, I I'm gonna. I know Dan's gonna disagree with me here. I just started watching football, like I'm not watching football, but like sort of paying attention. And I remember when they gave contract uh, Jay that big contract, big extension. I thought mm-hmm. that was so stupid because I was like, man, well that fucking guy. I already knew it. Like, man, that guy's not not it. Even though, like, again, I, but up to that point, I knew nothing about Cutler. So just imagine that you dropped a brand new fan with no his, no knowledge of anything around that time. But I like I knew enough to be like he's not that elite player that I immediately just off of like understanding soccer. I knew like that you have to have some key captain. Key, you know, you're number ten in soccer. You know, whatever. Uh, I'm from Europe, so a lot, a lot of soccer urology there. You know, my bad. Um, so. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Who knows what, what things could have turned differently. But the Bears always, always to me, have you have just kind of done know, stupid things, man, stupid moves as far as I remember. So this is the first time that where they have Warren in, where it feels it's going to be different. But until we, still, until we start seeing some changes, it's going to be the same old Bears, man. I agree, man. It's, it's like, I'm, like I'm typing here to chat. It's like. Uh, uh, what's his, what the hell is his name? Uh, our offensive coordinator for the the uh, Ron Turner. He was he was arguably arguably the best offensive coordinator we've had in our lifetime because he he ran the '90s offense with Eric Kramer, who still holds most of the records uh, for quarterback, 2,000 yard receivers, pretty good running game with uh, Tillman at, at the time, even just a cast-off running back like Tillman. And they go out and uh, they get him again, and, he, and we were doing really well with him. He took us to a Super Bowl, and we go and plug in Cutler. And if, if what you're saying is true, Dan, well, fuck you, Cutler. It's not your yeah, problem. Yeah, that's it's not like, speculation. Yeah. He and Jay didn't get along at all. And, you know, the, the offense really hadn't picked up since the Super Bowl year, whether that was with Greasy or Orton or even Jay. So I felt that at the time, Lovey thought he had to make a move. So in couple of that with the fact that Color didn't get along with him, the problem was they interviewed Tressman then. They, they should have hired Tressman. Because if Tressman could have had like his 2013 offense with the 2010 Bears, 
they probably win the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, if they were scoring the way they were. Now, granted, the 2013 Bears had Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey and Martellus Bennett. You know, sorry, Johnny Knox it sustained a terrible injury, but he and Devin Hester at wide receiver aren't comparable to those other guys. But still, they had enough to get to the NFC title game. So if they don't hire Mike Martz and hire Tressman, I think there's a chance they do win that Super Bowl. And then uh, and um, Greg Olson retires a bear and with not all the, all the leading receiving records. And he's not fawning over Taylor Swift in a broadcast, which is absolutely exactly. embarrassing to himself and just like condescending to any fan out there. Oh, that's my favorite album, 1989. No, it's not. No, it's fucking not. We know it's not. Who are you pandering to? You piece of fucking shit. I'll never like Greg Olson ever again. God, that broadcast was just asinine yesterday. <laughs> it's amazing to me that he can go from retired to uh, calling the Super Bowl in two years. What? Well, Tom Brady takes over the gig next next year, allegedly. And yep. Brady's going to be getting paid like $10 million a year uh, for like 10 years. It's like it's a $100 million contract, I think. So I think Brady's going to be doing the MVP, the, the number one team, unless they make it a three-man team. Uh, I was going to mention, uh, I, I forgot who, who who it was that mentioned, uh, put in a comment about the offensive line and be saying, like, oh, that's such a cap, cap out. That's not an excuse. Look, I agree with him that, you know, if the quarterback is special enough that he's going to overcome shitty offensive line. You know what I mean? That, like I said, that eventually his talent would just like pop out on the other end. Uh, but when you don't have that talent, you, dude, you gotta, you gotta give yourself the best chance to protect uh, what you kind of got. You know what I mean? Um, uh, so they can be at least operable, so you can have at least some type of an offense. You know what I mean? Because uh, you never know. You know, everyone kind of develops at their own pace and. And, you know, kind of momentum is a thing, you know what I mean? It's just, you know, these are still young, you know, young men that are 21, 22. You know, they're technically still developing, you know what I mean? So, you know, there's bad habits that you can pick up, you know, when you're getting dinged, you know, the moment you step on that field uh, versus when you're kind of getting dinged every once in a while. And then you kind of learn, I don't know, like I said, the special ones come out on the other end. There's no doubt about it. But the other ones may need their time. I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not the quarterback, quarterback whisperer. I don't think eventually it really does come down to a talent. I don't think it, you know, you can sit behind the greats all you want. But if you don't have it, you don't have it, man. Just ask Jimmy Garoppolo. He sat behind Tom Brady for five fucking years and Bill Belichick for five fucking years. He ain't shit. I mean, He's a good quarterback, but he ain't like someone He's that you're gonna, the road. Yeah. yeah, you're not gonna build a dynasty with him. You know what I mean? Right. So you still have to have that talent. Um, so that's yeah, all. but just playing devil's advocate, Jimmy G did lead San Francisco to a Super Bowl. They had a lead in the fourth quarter, and the defense gave up gave that up to Mahomes. So he was close to winning a championship and led them to an NFC title game after that. So Garoppolo's got some he can point to be like Here's my middle fingers to all you detractors. Like, I've had success. Here's here's what I would say back to him about that. Cam Newton had one great year, too. They don't make him a leap, man. 
You know what I mean? Like I'm only when I think elite, I'm only thinking people that have continuous at one I mean at one point I would have called obviously Russell Wilson elites. Uh, obviously I don't know if either old age caught up with him and he's kind of just done, which to me it looks like I think he's going to be done after his stint, his stint with Broncos. Um, but I mean, like, quarterbacks that are like, you know, Cam Newton was like, what, dangerous for like a year or two tops, and that's it, you know? So well, I mean, well, guys- if we're comparing Cam Newton, Cam Newton had a terrible Super Bowl. Denver uh, had – Carolina was in it a little bit just because Peyton Manning was terrible that day too. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was at the end of his line – at the end of the road yep. from him yep. – I Garoppolo had San Francisco in position to win the game. I mean, they had a lead in the fourth quarter and then gave up two touchdowns to Mahomes at the end and led them back to another championship game. So I mean, yeah, I'm not saying Jimmy G's he's better than what we have. No, no, yeah, no doubt about it. He's you know, yeah, shoot, man. I I wish we had you're right. Like he would have been one of the most talented quarterbacks, which is kind of crazy. It's it's pretty sad, but it's you know yeah you're right. Two dollars super chat from Sports Talk Cutler Forte Marshall Bennett Jeffries dynamic. Thank you for the super chat. Yes, that was dynamic. Just the talk- only problem with that is if you look at that lineup, you just leave it there for a second. Okay, I love Jay, but Jay was very. He got better as he went on. You know what I mean with his maturity level and stuff. But you got a quarterback who, at least early on, projects to many as being more of a fan of himself than the team, caring more about it himself. I mean, yeah, I don't know if that's fair. But you but got so a quarterback who's not, not a leader per se early on. I think he got better. You got Marshall, who's got enigmatic moments, you know, with his mental health, which he doesn't hide from. Martellus Bennett is a guy that's always stirring shit up. Always talking shit. And then you got Jeffrey, who was the guy that was constantly like sitting out games for soft tissue issues. So it's just like, even though all of those guys are talented, all of them are talented, they all had their own idiosyncrasies. And maybe that wasn't good enough to win because of that. I, mean, I think Jay regressed though, because in his first few seasons, you know, they were seven and three, what, seven and one, and then he gets injured. It's got terrible, though. That's the thing. When they had Mel Tucker after Lovey left, they, at the time, I say at the time, the 2013 and 2014 defenses were historically bad for the Bears. I mean, you're talking the end of Erlacher with his injury in 2011 and then not even being able to practice in 2012 and, and trying to gut it out for us. So the defense got historically bad. That's why he had all those points in 13, and it didn't matter. So early on, he still had Erlacher and Briggs and Tillman and still had a decent defense. So by the time Jay got to where he was kind of a leader, he's never going to be a friendly, warm guy. He's just not that – it's not his personality. But when he was mature, when he was mature, he didn't have a defense. It's just – it's too bad. You know how they say, like, women – like their peak of fucking is when they're 40 something. And for us, it's 18 and it yeah. doesn't line up and it, sh- it should, it should line up, but it doesn't. That's right. the way it was for Jay. By the time Jay got good wide receivers, playmakers and became a good leader, he had no defense. And when he had a good defense, he didn't have any playmakers. Yep. That's a good way to put it. 
That's how I feel like I am now, like still stuck in puberty, waiting for my first orgasm with this team while I'm watching everybody else around me getting married and having children and jerking off all they want. But I can't because I can't come yet because I'm not I haven't hit puberty and I'm going on 30. God, if they could win Sunday, I'm going to jerk off in the hotel. I think <laughs> I'm going to be so happy. I don't think Sylvester's listening. So I was going to say, I'm probably going to get a nut off in the fucking hotel if we win, man. I, it, people can say, oh, they'll be one and three. doesn't matter. It matters to me, man. I want to win. Did you just say Sylvester? Yeah, yeah so, that's my friend. Man, if we won, Dan, I'm with you, dude. L oh, listen. I, I thought you were saying it's your female friend. Hold on. I, it's It sounded like you were saying your female friend was going to nudge one off for you, and her name no, is Sylvester. I told you I'm going with my male friend to the game. We're staying in a hotel together. I said that's why I'll just beat one off in the shower. Oh. If, if the Bears win, like, well, discreetly in the shower while he's in the other room. Because uh, I wouldn't beat off at Aldo's house. I couldn't do that. Because uh, that's unethical. You just can't beat off in your buddy's house. But if I'm in the hotel... And my friend's out in the fucking, like, the bed or whatever. You know how hotels are. I'm going to just beat one off in this fucking shower if we win. That's how happy I'm going to be if we win. <laughs> you wouldn't want to just beat off in Aldo's shower? Just, just No, to, no, just God, no. Naughty? I couldn't do that. I, I, I'm not going to beat off in Aldo's shower. Absolutely not. But I'm staying in a hotel this time. <laughs> okay, so you have you have all the jerk-off rights that you, that you need. <laughs> So, exactly. Are you, Jay, Jay Sanders is wondering, are you sleeping in the same bed with Sylvester? No, no, no. There are two beds. Sylvester doesn't sound like a name of a guy you'd be sleeping in a bed with, even if you wanted to. <laughs> I, I will say this, and I'm going to keep this as G as rated as I can. Um, because this gentleman may be married. <clears throat> And I don't want past things that he may have done in his past to suddenly like, oh, you didn't tell me about that motherfucker. I don't know what he's told and what he hasn't. That's what I'm saying. Right. But maybe he and I tag team a fucking whore together once. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So. <laughs> That's fun time right there, man. I mean, maybe. 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 This person told me she had a fetish. Uh, that her fantasy was to to have sex with a, a white male and a black male at the same time. And I was like, well, shit, I'll just call somebody up. <laughs> maybe. Maybe this is all in my mind. Raging saying you guys are in the Austin Powers hour. Austin Powers, that's our guy in England. Yeah. Chris Watts. Chris Watts. <laughs> you want a shag, baby? I can't wait to get him to. I want Chris to say, do I make you horny, baby? Do I? <laughs> But you know you can't you, I I try so hard to do his accent and I can't. Yeah, it's more like Braveheart, Mel Gibson than Austin yeah. Powers. Meets uh, Brad Pitt and Snatch. <laughs> yeah, it's something. It's it's hard to understand him at times, but I really I'm a big fan of his, so I'm oh, really looking forward to meeting him. Oh, me too. I, it's it's going to be epic picking him up. We're we're doing a show live that Thursday night. And I'm going to have him, uh, PJ and Foster, I'm going to send myself a link. PJ and Foster and Walt will be doing the show. And I'm going to hop in while I'm driving there to pick him up at O'Hare. And then I'm going to have him uh, 
get ready to come outside, log into his link on his phone, and then walk outside while he's looking for me while I'm waiting for him. And then we're going to like be online together on the show while we meet. You all should do the same thing and pick me up at O'Hare. <laughs> you and Chris pick me up so I don't have a big fucking ride, a cab ride. But <laughs> when did you land? Uh, the day before the Raiders game, the 21st. Oh, the 21st. The game's the 22nd. Yeah. You still? You said you're going to be in town. I'm not asking yeah. you to pick. I'm I'll, telling you I'll to pick me up. I'm just saying, but if you don't want to pick me up, right. that would be cool to do that. <laughs> Especially considering you're going to Aldo's that day anyway. What time do you land? Uh, it's a morning flight. I think it's at like nine or something. Oh, fuck that. I'm not going to be that early. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I love you, Dan, but that's too early. <laughs> that's fine. It's an hour plus drive for me to get to O'Hare from where oh, I did. I didn't know that. I didn't know. Uh, retro two dollar super chat. Sleep on your back at Aldo's house. One eye open too. <laughs> <laughs> Don't sleep in the uh, doggy style position. <laughs> God. Aldo is still recovering. He, there's, he's still got uh, you know the arm issues and stuff. So I don't think he's yeah. doing any dirty stuff right now. Well, that's why that's why doggy works. He doesn't have to use his arms. He can just be like. I, I don't think he's at it. You know how like we talk about players, they haven't overcome the injury yet, and is is he mentally ready to go? I don't think Aldo's ready mentally ready to go yet. He's still really uh, worried about uh, his arm and shit like that. You know, he's still healing, so I don't yeah. think he's doing any dirty stuff. But I could be wrong. I haven't asked him. Well, just make sure you sleep on your back. You'll be fine. Just don't <laughs> sleep on on your. What's safe is safe. What is safe than sorry. Cliff's, well, Cliff, when are you coming in that? Have you decided what your days are yet? Uh, he says it's going to be another long five-day party because he was partying up here in Tampa with his buddies who now he's going to the Bears game with and got me the extra ticket. And, uh, well, as we know, I did show you guys what happened to me after the Tampa game with Cliff. This is what Cliff did to me. Look. <laughs> I had to sleep on his buddy's floor. Apparently, after I was roofied with a boner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That was a good night. That was fun. Except for being roofied. <laughs> well, I've got, I don't know where you all are that day. I actually have great tickets for the Raider game. I had terrible tickets for the Packers game. I've got eh, tickets for Denver. I'm in the second level. I'm in section 249 for Denver. Oh, nice. The Raiders game, I'm down low. I'm in the ones. Ooh. I don't know where you all are, but I'd like to meet Cliff that day too. Like, And I definitely have I have to meet Watts. I have to meet Chris Watts. I'm in, let me see. Uh, let me go to my Well, you'll wallet. definitely meet Chris Watts at Aldo's house that Saturday. Well, that's true. I'm in section 130 for the Raiders game. I'm going to be with Heidi. Heidi and I are going to watch that together. Nice. I'm I'm in the 400 club level for the Raider game. Yeah, his buddy has um 400 club level with the United Club seats or tickets. So I just do. hope they're better than my Packers ones. Oh my God, the Bears oh, Packers tickets like poor Jay and I. It was Jay's first ever game. We had just the worst fucking tickets, man. We were in the threes, but it was awful. Couldn't see shit, man. Plus, his son was out, so we, we didn't even think about taking our actual glasses. So we both took sunglasses because the sun was so bright. So now you're putting our vision impediments on top of it. <laughs> and we're far away. Oh, my God. It was terrible. The seats and the bears are getting fucking just 
blown out. It was just so bad. Yeah. Sonny, you seem a lot more reserved tonight. Last week you were bringing the heat, man. The Yesterday's loss just he, put he ran out. Yeah, he's he ran out of pants. The what? You're out of cocaine. Is that what happened? <laughs> yeah, right, man. I wish. <laughs> Actually, no, oh, man. Cocaine? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, 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 man. No, but I was going to say, I, I don't know. It's not about that. Uh, it's not that I, I'm out of juice. It's just more of. He's deflated. Yeah, We're it's more deflated. of like, yeah. you know, like I, I, I am glad, like, and I, and I mentioned at the top of the show, I am glad to see that at least that. It seems that they're trying something new. Obviously, it didn't work against the Broncos, uh, but uh, you know, at least they're trying to find a way to get this going. Because as I said, feels to me ain't this bad. Um, and then Dan, you mentioned that man, like if they could win against the Broncos, and then you go on Thursday night football, let's say by some miracle you win there too. You know, you got that bye week. Now you can sort of like get get a little bit more organized. But again, like, man, uh, I don't even want to go down that route unless something changes. You know what I mean? And uh, unfortunately, up to this point, any, anything that they've tried, it just ain't working, man. So it's, it's a little hard for them to be, to be trying to find changes this at this point in season. Um, I know I'm afraid by the time they find these changes, we may be kind of like we shot ourselves in the foot too much, you know? I agree. It's 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 so bears because here we could be sitting here not even knowing what we have if we just ride this whole thing out the rest of the season with Justin Fields. We could end up with a new head coach at the end of the season and then they might go, "Okay, we just want to give you one season with this head coach or with this with this quarterback and see if you can get something out of him." And then and then we'll know that okay, just a th- we're going to get three opinions. The third opinion is uh okay, done. And then now we're sitting here not knowing what to do because we didn't draft a quarterback with the last draft and we didn't play Bajant. And now we have a new coaching staff that doesn't know what to do with Justin Fields and we're moving on and with in a draft where we don't have two first round picks. So it's 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 just so fucking bears. It's so bears. It could have been last year that could have just been like, fuck it, we're gonna draft CJ Stroud. He's already thrown for more yards. <laughs> In three fucking games. He's looking, the kid is looking good. That that's one thing that um I think uh Greg Gabriel mentioned. Um he's the one I'm I have you know he's the first one actually that I I have to say that I heard him talk about the anticipatory throws for fields. And when you look at Cedar Trout, like man, yeah, he's got those he's got those throws, you know what I mean? And unfortunately that's one Just of those things that most of his did. Fields has one 310 yard game and is one 300 yard game in his career, and he's already got. But this goes back to this goes back to polls, and you know what I mean. And then like we we have to look. This guy is the one that missed on Velas Jones Jr. If you hit on Velas Jones Jr., I don't you know I don't want to say uh, you know I'm pissed off that we got DJ Moore, but if Velas Jones Jr. is uh, I'm going to say if you hit on a receiver, like, you know, I'm watching some of the rookies on LA Rams here, you know, they have the, 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 I think the, I'm not sure if he's from Hawaii or from where from his name, you know what I mean? Anyways, um, they're looking good. I get, I know I'm playing a fucking, but that's not my job. If I, that's why you get paid for it, for to be the fucking scout to find these fucking guys. 
So if you miss on Bill Jones Jr., now you got to trade for DJ Moore. And again, I'm not bitching that DJ Moore is in Chicago, but if you found a found your receiver, you could have traded for something else. And you know what I mean? Now you're, you know, yeah, CJ Stroud. Could you have had him if, again, it's like we're not doing our jobs as a GM again. You know what I mean? I have to address uh, Zach here. I, I'm sick of the of the 52 pieces of shit and Justin Fields take. Listen, Zach, that's why this show is called Bears Fan Therapy. This show has been thumbnailed Bears 0-3 Bears Fan Therapy Session because that's what we're here for. We are we're all in the same boat together on this we're all uh just as thrown aback by how shit is going and in it's such rapid fashion shit show it's like a rapid fashion shit show you go from oh um alan williams his uh his home and hallis hall was raided to oh no it's just hallis hall was raided oh no it wasn't hallis hall it was just his home was was involved remember that yeah, and then now, to, oh no, there was no FBI involved. To his to his lawyer saying, oh well, there was no child pornography. Well, who the fucking even who even said that? You're the one saying that. To, uh, you know, to to their to Soldier Field getting uh, robbed of a hundred thousand dollars of the of equipment, gators and tractors and all kinds of shit stolen, which ironically was the same day that he resigned, Alan Williams. And there was FBI involved. That's weird. Was it? Was it that? Just a side note. Maybe, maybe Alan Williams uh, has like a, a operative that was going to be stealing shit from, and the, and the FBI caught it. And I'm, I'm just speculating. You know, I'm just having fun with it. But it, that's what kind of a fucking shit show it is. It's nothing but speculation. There's no facts. There's nothing coming out about what what's going on. You don't you don't just have your defensive coordinator resign after two games, and a second clear after one. He didn't go to the second one. True. He was so, at the Green Bay game, and he was so bad he should have been fired anyway. But after a, after a season and a game, he re, he resigns amid all the speculation. Well, that they, is not Bears. On on ESPN one thousand, I think they said that, uh, or someone mentioned that a, Bears HR was involved in the firing of this. So yeah, obviously something did happen. I don't know. I'm like I said, I'm not saying that the dude is involved or not into that field equipment and whatnot, but. I, I also don't understand Zach's comment. Like we said it here, like unless some changes, it's still gonna be same old fields. Nothing's gonna. And then yeah, I, I'm actually con- convinced that we're, we're there's a, there's a chance that we're gonna see Bajent after the Thursday game. You know because we're gonna enter that one week of uh, 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 bye week, especially for that point. We're gonna be what zero and five. Um, yeah, I think that would like sit fields down a little bit just to give him a, a mental break, as Dan that mentioned earlier, you know. Yeah, yeah. Were you guys sick? What about I gotta ask y'all? I don't know if y'all talk about it. So <laughs> were you guys that annoyed about that uh, Taylor Swift thing as much as I was? Oh, well, I went on a rant for 30 minutes earlier. <laughs> I'm going to let you go on a quick rant about that while I take a leak and then we're going to end the show. Okay. How's that sound? All right. Sounds good. Man. Well, I know you wanted, you wanted to go on your own rant about that, Sonny. 
Oh man, it was so freaking annoying, man. And I, let me tell you something. I'm sorry, Dan. You may disagree with me here. I don't care. But to me, I don't know what was more annoying yesterday, uh, freaking watching that crap on TV, or today reading or listening all over the like, oh my god, what a what a great like that is so awesome. What a great catch. That is the best catch of his career. Man, shut the fuck up, bro. Let me tell you something. If I came to you and said, Dan, listen, brother, I got a girl for you, bro. By the way, listen, because you're my friend, I'm going to give you a little heads up. She's had eight failed relationships, all of them in like a short stink period. All of them ended up pretty badly. Um, would you be like, oh, my God, she's such a catch. She sounds such a catch, Sonny. You'll be like, are you like, what? what? Are you out of your fucking mind? So it's like, when I'm listening to these comments, like, oh my God, best catch of his career. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, you fucking idiots? What do you mean best catch of what? He's going to be fucking guy number nine? Like, what the fuck are you all thinking? And like, same thing for him, bro. You're 33 years old. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, it's like, it's like, imagine like there's a fucking car and it's like, I don't know, you had, you, you call up eight previous owners and all the owners are like, nah, man, there's something wrong with that fucking car. And you're like, nah, I'm going to buy that car. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? It's like, you're 33, you're a millionaire. Like, I don't know. It's his business, but it's just, just like, seems like so fucking stupid to be, uh, I don't know, like get, get with somebody fucking, I don't know. Not like to me, that's like reckless right there. But whatever, man. It was just, I find it so fucking funny to 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 hear it and read that today. That was all. I thought that it was deeply insulting to us as fans of the NFL, them fawning over Taylor Swift. I get it, man. Her tours sell out like a motherfucker. Her tours had Ticketmaster being investigated by Congress. I know she's a star. But we're not watching the E! Entertainment Network. We're not watching, oh, the, the red carpet as the celebrity. It's a different audience. It's a different demographic. We're here for football. And for Greg Olson to get on there and say 1989 is his favorite record and just pandering to who the fuck knows, and they just kept talking about her. They had like 30-plus references. They kept showing her in the booth. It's like they were starstruck. And it was disgusting. Just yeah, yeah. fucking disgusting. Whatever that other guy's name is, Kirk or fucking Kurt, whatever, and, and Greg Olson were terrible on Sunday. And for them just to fucking whore themselves out for Taylor Swift, you'd never see Pat Summerall do that. Or John Madden, real announcers. It was yeah. just disgusting. I told Fox that it was the worst broadcast they've had since they took over football for, for the NFC in 1994. Just disgusting. <laughs> The pandering, like we're not twelve-year-old girls, we're we're fucking middle-aged men wanting to watch football. Quit cutting to Taylor Swift. We're not the people buying Taylor Swift tickets. If we are, it's either to get pussy or because somebody's got daughters. That's it. We're not going to see that shit ourselves. Quit fucking forcing this down our throats. It's a different audience. Different audience. I love it. I love the passion. It's just, it was disgusting, man. And Greg being so disingenuous and kissing her ass. Like, I don't give a fuck who Kelsey's fucking, man. 
Kelsey's got two Super Bowl rings. He can do it. He can do whatever he wants. I don't give a shit. Whatever. But, like, why do we have to talk about it during the game? You know? I mean, fuck. If this is Kansas City Radio, okay, we're all Chiefs super fans. Maybe we need to see who the, everybody on the team's fucking or whatever. But we're, we're Bears fans. We don't give a fuck. I mean, it just – and then, the, oh, did you see that commercial with Andy and the Nuggies? I love that commercial. Like, fuck. Like, can you all be a little bit objective? Just a little, just slightly and talk about football because that's what you're being paid to do. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're, you know, they're, Kansas City is the face of the franchise. Mahomes is. Yeah, the Kansas City Patriots. They're all like, they're all like, this is the fucking wet dream, you know, the Taylor Swift, such a love story. And like I said, like, oh my God, they're so cute together. Such a catch. Like, man, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Man, he should be dating like a 25, 26 year old. Like, fucking, I don't know, hottie, instead of, like, he's, like, a 33-year-old fucking eight-fair relationship. I mean, get the fuck out of I can't wait for them isn't to break she, up. Isn't he married? I can't wait for them to break up. They're not dating. They're fucking dating, man. They're, no, they're not together in a fucking car. Oh, they're, oh yeah, sure, they're, they're friends. No, yeah. no, no. The, the report, listen, the report was that he went to the, the Taylor Swift show the night before at the stadium. And so he met her and offered her a club level seat at the stadium. When they were seen walking out of the stadium, they weren't holding hands or being smoochy on each other. They walked out of there like friends. Is not Travis Kelsey married? I don't know if he's married or not, but I know they left. There's also a photo of them in the car, in the same car, and they left together in the same car. Yeah, I thought that the whole thing was about that they're fucking. Yeah, I, I was going to say the whole thing to me felt like, yeah, that they're like dating. And, like, I don't think he's married because when I watched some of the clips from his brother podcast, he seems like, yeah, that he's very interested in her. And, like, it was just, like I said, I can't wait till they fucking break up so she can write a fucking song number nine about his ass. And I don't be the first fucking person that's going to fucking tweet at him and be like, what the fuck did you think was going to happen, you fucking idiot? Like, the previous eight fucking guys are all fucking crazy. Yeah. She's the fucking catch. She's the fucking right. keeper. Good job, buddy. Like Jesus fucking Christ, man! Mo like, saying if Swift, I, can't wait. Right. If I, I already, Swift. I already named the song. It's gonna be called the the, the tight end of love. That's gonna be the breakup song. <laughs> Watch my fucking why you fucking mark my words, bro. Like that's gonna that shit's gonna crash and burn, bro. Get I out! Hate of here. Kelsey's mustache too. It looks oh, like he's ready oh to touch my a child. God, this fucking super trooper, bro. Get out of here with that shit, man. <laughs> Wait, we got to get to Mo Beaver now. If Swift wrote a song about getting a sandwich and a beer for her man, she might not be relevant. Dan, it was it was a shitty game. They needed viewers for Christ's sake. Get over it. <laughs> I completely you know disagree. I didn't think about it there. Yeah, you're right. They were like, fuck, we got to find her. I acknowledge that she's a superstar. I acknowledge that her tour literally because they had so much demand for the tickets that it was addressed in Congress. So she's great at what she does. But again, that's not our world. Like yeah, she's not we are not her target audience. We are not the people going to her concert. Exactly. So it's just that was forced on us, man. And if you all were okay with it, then that's that's cool. We can have differing opinions. You know how I know this? I was driving to Illinois to for Mother's Day, and I heard on the radio in it while I was still in the Atlanta area that um by the way. 
I have Falcon season tickets. I only bought them for built-in Bears games. I sell the rest. But I also get perks to, to concerts. So if Taylor Swift comes to the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, I get first rights to the tickets. So I could have bought them at face value and turned around and sold them for $3,000 a piece and paid off my tickets three times fold. But I never pay attention to that shit. So I'm driving home and I'm listening on the radio. They're going... Uh, there was a family going, oh, we bought these tick- these uh, Taylor Swift tickets to the concert, and uh, we paid, you know, uh, I, I, I bought, they were like $800 a piece. I bought them for my myself and my daughter, and as when we got there, they were saying that they weren't available. So I had to go through all this, this these hoops and blah, 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 and the tickets, like, were not available, so I ended up not being able to take my daughter to the game. Right there says it all to you, Dan. The demographic is for the children that are watching (laughs) of the people watching the game for her, not for the people watching the game. So well said long windedly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Real quick, before we go quick question for you guys, just a win or lose. I just had to even spit like that because you will always say a win or you better or you should, but. What are we thinking? Bold prediction for against the Broncos. What are we thinking, boys? Oh, I'll go last. Denver's a favorite for a reason. I mean, they're the favorite for a reason. Not to say that the point spread's always right, but the consensus thought is that because generally you get spotted two points for just being being the home team. So essentially, if you go by that notion from Vegas, they think Denver's close to five or six points better than us. So if I had to bet my money, I'd probably bet on Denver. But my heart says somehow the Bears are going to win this. I don't know. But if if we're going straight off our heart, like, fuck, man, come on. They're, they're just as big a shit show as we are. So this should be one we could take. So I'm going to say somehow, some way, the individual athleticism of Justin Fields prevails maybe he doesn't throw for 300 yards maybe it's still 176 but maybe somehow some way even if it's goddamn you know because i guess both defenses suck so maybe it'll be a 35 33 thriller who knows but i i think somehow some way we're going to win this one that's my mic drop (laughs) (laughs) i was wondering so if i do this you hear that right yeah I was wondering if people could hear could hear that, and that's exactly what you did. I, I recognize it. I was like, that sounds like when I do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's good, Dan. That's, that's pretty good. Good job, man. Um, yeah, you know what? This will be very interesting. I think Broncos is a very beatable team. Um, this seems like one of those games where, like, if the, like I see them, I see them changing things in the offense. Hopefully they can dial it in just to start to get this thing going. I don't want people to confuse this that like, oh, my God, Fields is back. He's going to be a superstar. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just talking about let's just get this thing going so we can get some fucking wins up in here, man. You know what I mean? Like I said, if we're going to change our culture, we have to start getting some W's up in here, man. And it it would do us a lot if we could fucking win that. And then let's go into that Thursday game and fucking let's just like, you know, let's just fucking finish it out. Give it a everything we can finish that bitch out maybe by some miracle we can pull out two and three and fucking rally and see well, well what do we do from here what's going on here what worked what didn't work you know now now you have a little bit of space to uh 
strategize a little bit, you know, to, like I said, to try to get some wins, man. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm, I'm sick and tired of being a fucking uh, laugh that fucking franchise, man. Leave that shit for the fucking Broncos. So Bears win. Let's go. All right. I'm going to, perfect. Cause I'm going to end the show on this. And then when I'm done, we'll do a quick uh, one, two, three Bears and just be done because I like to try to end this. I, I like to try to end my shows on some kind of, um, to give you guys some some actual uh, reality, but also try to to also give you guys a little bit of hope. Mayhem, thank you. Saying I enjoyed the show. Thank you, Mayhem. We, by the way, before I do that, I want to say to everyone here in chat, thank you so fucking much for hanging out with us tonight on a Monday night. While you could be watching, you might be watching in the background Monday Night Football. We love you guys. You guys are what makes BCP go around everyone here in chat. I'm going to get to your names right now. GCA, AC Adam, J-Rock, Mo Bearman, Cliff Victoria, Leo Factor, Mr. Mayhem. Oh, man. Got to keep going up. Joe Treviso, J-Rock. Sports Talk. Was J-Rock the one that just said that Denver was going to beat us by 20? Somebody yeah. said that a minute ago. I hope yeah. he's wrong. I'm going to get to that. Uh, yeah, that was him. J2K, <laughs> it is great to see you again. Hanging out on the road, driving around cross country. I hope you're having a lot of fun. Please shoot me a text. Give me a call. Send me a picture. Let me know what's going on in your life with that. Because that, you know, you, you've been a, bit, a big part of this channel. And it's great to know that you're having, out, you're having fun out there and living your life. Jay Sanders, Zach Sullivan, oh boy, oh boy, Hector Zambrano with your super chats and, and Retro with your super chats. Thank you so, so, so much. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just going to be transparent. I, I spend over $120 a month out of my own personal account just to run this channel and for all the things it takes. So, I mean, all the little super chats they help, man. I really, 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 really appreciate that. So thank you all for that. Leo Factor. Uh, Foster was hanging out with us. Walt was hanging out with us. They're from the channel, but you guys are awesome for hanging out with us tonight. Raging Oracle. Great to see you again. Love seeing you guys here in chat. I got to go. I got to go all the way to the top just to get all the people here who were here in the beginning. Um, you guys are all what makes this show go around. Without you, it would not be possible. So thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Make sure you spread the word and tell your friends and like and subscribe and set their notifications as well because this show is just getting better and better and better and better and better. I'm getting better. Our hosts are getting better. Our co-hosts are getting better. The show is getting better all around. The bears are getting worse. And bears worse are getting worse. And worse. Bears fucking suck. <laughs> Pin ping dog. Nice to see you again. I mean, seriously, it, it, the bears are getting worse. And there's, you know, we are here for you. I'm here Somebody, for you. You should, you should try to get a Raiders ticket and whore yourself into our little group. I have a Raiders ticket. I told you. No, Sonny. I was saying Sonny should. Oh, when was that? The 22nd, right? Yes. Yeah. I think I think I'll double check, but I think the soccer games for the kids and everything are uh, done. 
So I may I may swing one ticket and, and join you guys. Yeah, I mean we may not sit in the same section, but that's no, fine with me. At least we can all hang out together and, yeah. and we can you still manage to get over to me and Aldo during the Vikings game and you didn't set with us. You know, they still let you come yeah, over there. Correct. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah, you just show your by the time you're like in the mid game, you just show your ticket. They don't even look at it anymore. You just walk down, yeah. go hang out with whoever you're hanging out with. And yeah. we'll that'd be awesome if you can do that because we're gonna have a lot of fun and we'll um, we have emails. I'll I'll get your number. So shoot me your number. Uh, okay. we'll Sonny, because okay. if you decide to come down, then we we have to all make this happen. To I'll just all get together and tailgate and have fun. I'll okay. share my contact with Sonny with Dan right now. Like you have an iPhone, right? Yes, sir. Okay, that's why I thought so. I'll just share his number with you now, just where it says share a contact. Sonny's fun, man. I, I'm talking yeah, about him like he's not here. I'm saying, uh, but he's he's great conversation for for the football. Like whenever things are going bad, let's take him out. Let, we can talk about him like he's not here now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying you'll enjoy your conversations with him. There you go. No, I, seriously, uh, Sonny, it's great to have you on the show. Seriously, you, you're an awesome I guest. You guys, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, thank you for giving me the opportunity. Uh, I, I mean, I I absolutely love the Bears, man. So everything. Uh, you I know, can tell. I can uh, tell. You know, I, I'm very passionate about it. So, you know, sometimes I can so get over the top. This channel is made by the fans yeah. for the fans. And you coming out here as a fan is that's what we need. So, so. yeah. It, I, so I really appreciate it. I really, and, you know, I appreciate Dan Aguirre too. He's been very, like, you know, we've been, we've been talking about the Bears. We, there's not a day that goes by. All, all we do is talk about the Bears. That's it. That's <laughs> it. Like, nothing. Yeah. It's, like, it's so, and it's like, yeah. So it's just, um, you're here for each other for therapy. Yeah, yeah, it's just been exactly like that during the game. Like, I just sent this. both of you all each other's numbers. Okay. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate yeah. it. So my parting thoughts are, are, are this. I've tried to remain positive, and I have remained positive. As long as I can possibly remain positive. We all have done our best of this, okay? It's not easy to start a channel, uh, a YouTube channel, and try to make it grow, you know, based off of the the assumption that this team is now turning this, the, taking the next step, right? And then to find it all just come crashing down, falling apart. Not only are they are they not taking the next step, but they are falling apart even worse historically before our own eyes. And none of that matters because. The only thing that matters is that all of us here are in love. And when I say that, I mean in love. With each other. We, we're going to have gay sex. As each soon other, as we and we're going to have gay sex, yes. <laughs> With the bears. That's why I'm with Sylvester in the fucking hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure you get a single bed. <laughs> and then maybe, uh, Champ, you can you know pile on with them. Yeah, I think I'll pass. <laughs> but if you look at... If you look, yeah, I prefer the ladies too. I don't. I don't go that way. I'll sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but was that after a hard thirty-minute session of sodomy with a male? <laughs> Clearly, I mean, they were sodomizing me. Look at the bulge in my in my pants. <laughs> so, <laughs> my point is that we are all in this together, 
We are all fans in this together. We are all in love with the Bears in this together. We are all sulking in this together. We are all going to wake up on Sunday and feel like it's a brand new day. Listen, I had a, I didn't tell you this, but I had a dream two years ago that DHC intercepted a pass to seal a win. And then I woke up the next day. I told my wife and my friends, DHC intercepted the pass to seal a win that game. This Sunday, I woke up. I had a dream that night that the, the Bears had like a historic comeback against the Chiefs. And Justin Fields threw a, a touchdown to end the game. And there was an, In my dream, there was 19 seconds to go with no timeouts for the Chiefs. And they couldn't uh, do anything with it, and we won the game. And I woke up going, I was so fucking pumped i i knew we were gonna win this game even though even though i kept telling everybody we were doing a game cast i'm like okay we're only down okay 28 points that means the comeback in the second half is going to be exactly how my dream portrayed it i was wrong but i'm trying to remain positive in this all in, in this whole thing and even though there's no positives to come up with yet the one thing that we all do have in this is each other and we can all hang out and talk and love and sulk the bears all that we want on this channel. I promise you, I, I will try not to be negative. Some days I will. Some days you're gonna want to you're gonna want to hear negativity. I'll give it to you. And so will Dan, and so will you, champ, and everybody else on this channel. We'll give it to you when you want to hear it. But the ultimate thing is, is that we need to bear the fuck down bear the fuck down there's a reason why that saying is what it is bear down because when do you bear down right now is when you bear down if you're not a fucking fan you don't bear down you go like this and you leave and you don't pay attention to the Bears anymore. But when you're a Bears fucking fan, you bear the fuck down. And that's what we are doing tonight. That's what we are going to continue to do the rest of this season, good or bad. And you can hang out with us here to get your sorrows out or to cheer and laugh with us together. Yeah, so to your point about, you know, being a fan, like, I'm not saying I'm better than anybody else or I care more than anybody else because I hate those comparisons. I will say to you, if I were at a terrible game, hypothetically, like the Bears-Packers game in week one, hopefully next week's not on par with that. I don't leave early. I don't fucking leave early. If I'm watching it on TV, like there have been games like yesterday, for instance, you know, where it's just like, oh, you, you just know you're not going to win. I'm still watching it till the end. Even if it's 41, I, I always remember Jordan was, I don't know why I remember this, week two of 2000, Bears at Buccaneers. They made a big deal. Jordan was at the game. And we lost to Minnesota the week before, 30 to 27. So I was like, okay, maybe this McNown kid's going to be okay. He did really well in week one. We lose 41 to nothing at Tampa that day. I, I didn't quit watching. I watched the whole fucking game. I, I, I can't give up, even though I know – you know, it's not going to happen. I'm still there. I mean, right. so, yeah. And Cliff, Cliff and I didn't leave that game till the end. And then we hung out in the parking lot and tailgated for like another two hours. Well, mostly because traffic was so awful we had to. But, you know, we still bared the fuck down. I know I know a lot of people. I know a lot of people are not going to want to hear that, to hear that. 
but like you guys are you guys are the true fans and what i mean by that is um it that that's a rarity right there that like you said when dan said like you know you're down you know whatever amount is 30 40 against the packers or by whoever but you're you're gonna stay there because as we said in the last show you just because you, you want to feel just because, but to me, just because you lose on the fields doesn't mean you got to lose on the stands. You know what I mean? Yeah. If if we could just somehow like <laughs> all those people that like at the end of the day they know it is what it is, but I'm gonna stay to the end, man. If we could all just sit in the same section, that would actually probably do us good in the long run to mm-hmm. just at least have a nucleus of that, that people to be at least united in one section to be like you know what fuck it we're gonna stay here. I know it's bad, but kind of like Dan said, like we're gonna make a stand here, and you know, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So, um, but that's you know, you know, different conversation. Well, that, that means we're we're bearing the fuck down. Yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna end this on a five dollar super chat from Hector Zambrano. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. I'll finish it for you. We'll never forget the way you thrilled the nation with your T formation. Bear down, Chicago Bears. It's time to show them who's wearing the fucking crown. I hope I hear that song like five, six, seven, eight times Sunday. We're the pride and joy of Illinois. Bear down, Chicago Bears, bear down. Man, oh, yeah, Hector. Great job, bro. Good job, Hector. Yeah, great job, brother. You hear that shit on Sunday, it means we're scoring points. Let's yes, fucking sir. sing that over and over and over and over and over again this next Sunday. Uh, too bad you all won't be at the game, man, because I'm sure tickets are available. Well, why don't I, Dan, why don't I send you a link? to the to the game oh fuck i'm actually never mind we'll talk we'll talk later but uh there could we can we can do some cool shit with that with you at the game this week okay guys love you guys in chat thank you so much for your super chats thank you hector thank you retro for your super chats seriously love you and appreciate you and uh let's go ahead and just end this let me get ready to end this and we're gonna end this on a one two three fucking bears right ready one, two, three. Bears. Bears. <laughs>